0: this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio Alright, this is Kenny Omega, we're
1: listening to One Nation Radio Check it out guys, these guys know what's up Big Kenny Omega fans, that's all it counts to me Goodbye and good night, thanks Hey folks, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio I'm James Boyd, to hear me out, Rich Lotto. what's going on man? Not much, man. Just pissing them off uh, as normal. Uh, I, I, I see. This was a good week to pick some, piss them off. There's a lot of stuff to be for them to be pissed off about.
0: Man. Um, yeah. Twitter's, of course, a, uh, a minefield um, as normal. You know,
1: amazing. I, I am kind of surprised that we didn't get the... Uh, well, I guess you got to wait for it because it's not official yet, but... Given the, the the reporting that's out there, I was uh, halfway expecting you to uh, to tell me that you have recorded your levertard uh, uh, classical music uh, version of like and now with with the announcement <laughs> of Will Osprey already been you know known that he's coming to AEW Okada, the news coming out about him. And also, uh, big business being announced. I was expecting you to do the levertard once. Man. The, once, the, once the decision happened, where he said, "They said we we, we want to get two of them. We got them all." So I, I, was, I was,
0: hey, I,
1: hey. Was I was expecting that. I kind of was.
0: Are, these are good ideas. <laughs> I, I may have to
1: consider breaking out the rant. Okay. Okay, I, I mean, have to consider it. What's the last time you used the lever rant format? I think
0: it was the, the Tanahashi winning the the G One in 2018.
1: Was that was that really after Alexa Bliss?
0: Yeah, it was.
1: Okay, okay, all right, it then. was. Yeah.
0: Um. So, uh, longtime listeners will will know if if you've recently joined One Nation Radio, <laughs> there's if you type in the definitive Alexa Bliss rant and <laughs> yes. on YouTube. You will find three minutes of fury. <laughs> um, there's also a Hiroshi Tanahashi wins the G1 one, and then you know I kind of put it away. There, there are other things I'm sure I could have uh, pulled the rants out over the years, but yeah, we're gonna. But when 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 business is business, <laughs> look out um yeah, so, but yeah uh, man a lot of stuff start? going on um man. I,
1: I saw a show list <laughs> i've already got what was on the show list as usual
0: yeah man we should um we should probably start um well everybody that's listening to show in podcast format could you guys do us a favor and leave us some ratings and, and all that on whatever you listen to like if if you um Uh, listen on itunes or apple podcasts or uh, spotify i don't think it lets you like leave comments or anything but leave us some five-star ratings don't don't come with that fuck shit and um if if it's a uh apple music one we would love to see some new comments i just kind of want to see what happens like see (laughs) if it will give us a little jolt or something but or you know if this shit is fake or not so (laughs) but uh super bowl that's where Ah, we should
1: begin that's right how, how could I forget, given that it is my background right now? How could I forget?
0: <laughs> so, yeah, man. Um, I watched the Super Bowl last night. I'm sure uh, it looks like, what's the number? Uh, 123.4 million uh, people did. Jeez. Uh, s- smashing and shattering the record. It broke the um, mass record? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, or... That I just see shattering the record from Josh number two. I don't know if it broke the mash record, but for Super Bowl, probably okay. this okay. is this is for sure. But um yeah, I watched my one game of the year. Uh it got good to see Patrick Mahomes back again, you know, just like last year. And <laughs> familiar result. Uh my 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 one day uh fandom, uh shout out to Floyd Johnson Jr., who was on the show last week, rave reviews. Uh, you guys love hearing Floyd. We love having him on here, but um, man, we almost should have got Floyd this week. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, um, you know, at, at first it was it was you know pretty boring. At first, it was like yeah. you know the Chiefs were just getting bottled up in the beginning. Yeah. Um, but after that, I was like, man, the 49ers are not breaking away. Right. And I was just like, mm, it's a matter of time. They're going to crack them eventually. And it literally took them until overtime to run them down and like fully, like to where like the possessions lined up with the score and the, and the clock. And Mahomes Mahomed. And then like, like there's no, because um, we're watching it with uh, Alex and Alicia, and Alicia was rooting for the 49ers. And when mm-hmm. they went up, on that uh field goal, I think it was twenty two nineteen. Me and was just kinda like, you know, sat there because like, you know, she was she was, you know, t- talking some noise and all that. Yeah. And we were like, yeah, we know what's about to happen. We just gonna we just gonna wait it out. And um you know I look, I, I feel like I didn't see brothers with particular skill on the on the offense for the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I didn't feel like I saw like, you know, uh, the niggas that be in the '90s and the overalls, like I didn't feel like I saw them uh, on the Kansas City Chiefs,
1: except you know, <laughs> Patrick
0: Mahomes and, and Travis, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a story about about this year, um, and I'll I, I think I'll save it for a later point. Is that like this was this was a defensive team? This is not the team that uh, when Mahomes inherited, it's two future Hall of Fame... There's two Hall of Fame talents at tight end and Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, um, Continentary, big, big possession, contested catch receiver like a Sammy Watkins and um, a just a makeshift defense, right? This is... Now, over time, has d- turned into, like, a great defense with two corners that can lock you up and cause problems for you and, you know... Chris Jones, who's been all pro for multiple years now, and they and they and they can hold you down. And at this point now, it's like we have nickel and dime Mahomes with his offensive skill weapon so far so much, but he has blossomed so much as a game manager, and I mean game manager in the actual sense of, and not the not the derogatory thing of saying you're not making plays like get you out of we get we get to the line I see the the alignment of the defense I change the play to get us into something that can get us to win and get us keep us ahead of the chains when need to and and, and I can use my feet or whatever else like I mean that managing of the game and yeah like it's been interesting to watch him accumulate these numbers while like becoming less of the flamethrower more of the of the surgeon than the butcher if you will and it doesn't matter. He still fucking wins because he gets the ball last. You lose. That's that's the, that's the, that's the main story of all this. Um. So I am going to change my uh I'm going to change what I just had in here in my background uh to accommodate what I, my next point about this uh and why it's so crazy. So um the thing for me watching this game is you mentioned that that the time when it went up in, in overtime to get to the uh field goal. Uh, I'm sorry, um, when the Niners went up in the field goal with the new rules of it being it's a new game. Um the if even if they had scored a touchdown, the Chiefs would have gotten the ball back and they had to mash it in to keep the game going. Otherwise the game went over. Um But the thing that I saw, and it just like wow for me was when they they kicked the field goal <laughs> to go up by three in overtime and they cut the Purdy. Purdy's clapping politely, like, "Yeah, we're up three, we can, you know, whatever." And they cut the Debo Samuels, and Debo has this look on his face because he knows they're <laughs> fucking going home. You just gave Patrick Mahomes four downs to, get, to score seven points. It's over, and I knew. I felt like it was over. when I saw this on this field. I was like, even the even the the people that just went up in the Super Bowl. No, it's feel like it's over. I was like, oh, I'm just gonna sit back and watch this. And he rules off, uh, he rules off, uh, the two runs, the one on fourth down, which is like it. it's come to find out it wasn't, it was a pass, it was a uh, run pass option, it wasn't like traditional zone read. But it's like they did it earlier in the game, it worked because Bosa is just crashing down because, like. I think we figured out like the way to have the best quarterback ever. It's not that it's you need somebody to have Vic or uh, Lamar Hol- Lamar Jackson or Cam Newton for legs or, or whoever else you want to say that's an all-time scrambler. It's the the person that can make every single throw under the book, protect the ball and also have the legs that where you for- the defense forgets that you have legs and when you use them it completely devastates you. mm
0: mm-hmm. Mhm.
1: And that's what Mahomes has done these last Super Bowls. Like, obviously, last year he had the bad ankle, but he still broke off that big run in the end of that game against the Eagles. Or you're just like, "Oh, y'all lost." And I don't blame you if you want to quit right now because that's that, that's devastating. You had him bottled up, and he climbs the pocket, and he gets out, and it breaks off the big run. And then Bosa, he's like, "Why am I?" You know, they 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 ran a bunch of that option, and they were killing it. Like the they, they could not do it or the. Uh, the Chiefs could not move the ball, running the ball traditionally out of that out of that shotgun stuff. Just couldn't. But whenever he decided to pull the ball, because the read was so obvious, that's how hard Nick Bose was crashing down. And there's the run pass option he could throw it out to whoever's in, running the, like the uh, the flat route or the or the air route, whatever you want to call it. It's opened this huge gap, and you just take it. And it happened twice. It happened on the, it happened early in the second half, and it happened in uh, the 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 last drive. And then they get down the field. They throw a little uh, tight end screen to Kelsey. Kelsey gets the first down. So now it's first down and in, in, in goal, like, three yards out. And it's like, oh, it's over.
0: Bro, uh, that Travis Kelsey thing, I was like, when I saw him catch that, and he was, like, 10 yards out. And then, like, he there was, like, four dudes in front of him. And he charged to the five, and then that Pat – that, that pile like moves a uh-huh. little bit. I was like, Oh work? my god, I, I was like, This nigga's about to carry four niggas to the end zone. Taylor Swift is going to teleport onto the field. Like, yeah. after this, this is a movie ending. <laughs> we are going to see this forever. And then,
1: like, he went down somehow, and right. I was shocked. Right. I was right. like, I was like, What the fuck? Hold on, what? Now, the reason why it worked is because that, that's the thing that makes like the difference between like Gronk and Kelsey is that like Kelsey is slippery and shifty. And has great change of, uh, change of um speed in in direction or whatever else. Gronk is just a straight line machine and a monster, right? Like he's he's he'll never have the the hips and ankles and mobility that Kelsey has or that Kelsey has. But Kelsey, like in that same sense, like he got through that pile because he was able to be a little shifty going through and, and fight through, and he got stopped on a dime. Whereas if the polar bear had gotten the ball in that situation, he may have gotten he may have not gotten uh. Passing the line of scrimmage on that play, but if he had gotten past line of scrimmage, Gronk is carrying all every single motherfucker into the into the end zone. <laughs> but the thing is, I don't know if he actually it breaks gets through to get past line of scrimmage like Kelsey did. So that's like the difference of like athlete between those two, and that's why those mm-hmm. two, you know, in my opinion, the two greatest tight ends of my lifetime. So yeah, like then it sets up again, right? Similar concept to last year's Super Bowl when they ran it multiple times. Send the, send the motion to stack the receivers, and when you're in goal line, you have to play man because it's too easy for a receiver just to find a hole and turn around and just catch the ball, right? So you have to play man. But with the shifting and the stacking, the DBs in the back have to like figure out. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna have inside leverage here. You have outside leverage here. I'll take the in breaking right. You take the out and right, or you take the high route. I'll take the low route. They have to do all that stuff and figure it out. But when you do the short motion, your eyes automatically, like, depending on responsibility, your eyes shift to the backfield or to responsibility. You forget that, like, he can always just come back this out this way. And that's how the Eagles got scored on two touchdowns in Super Bowls last year with the Chiefs. They ran—the concept that we talked about with him pulling the ball on, or whatever else, they ran— both concepts in the same play, and it and it, it breaks for a touchdown. And they didn't they didn't run that at all in the game. But it was like they pulled out the play from last year, plus the concept that torched them for big runs for, for Mahomes. It was like, what can you do with this fucking guy? This is the perfect guy. Like you go through Andy Reid's history with quarterbacks and all the stuff with, you know, he's he has Favre when he's the offensive coordinator there from Holgren, right? He gets the Eagles job. He has McNabb, which is unconventional for the time. He has, he has to learn how to work with Kevin Cobb on the back end of that. He then goes to Kansas City. He has a one of the better college recei- or quarterbacks you've ever seen in Alex Smith, but a college quarterback style, and he made it work. And then he finds the guy that has all the tools, and he has all the experience of all these unconventional type of quarterbacks to work all this college shit into the NFL. And he's always he was always one of the greatest like play callers all the time. And it's like, what the fuck can you do? You have Mahomes on point, and you have that guy on the sideline, and you have the the, the 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 tight end that can run that runs a million option routes and get open at any time because he just he just knows where to find the space in the zone. It's when they're on point and he moves and he gets desperate. Mahomes to use his feet, you just can't fucking guard him. And it's almost like in an example I use. It's like when you watch a Shuri fight or sure match and it's like okay here's the match he gets she gives you a little bit of sprinkle of L- lucha libre have the technical wrestling or whatever else the mat wrestling all that kind of stuff and then it gets and then the person starts coming back she's like fuck it i'm just gonna kick him in the chest a million times till they fucking cave when he uses his feet you cave you're done and it's just it's almost like he's inevitable
0: great point in the comments what you do is not get your extra point blocked that was crazy um yeah. And but it would you know I felt it like came I saw wash.
1: it would have came out, yeah. out the wash eventually anyway. they'd have
0: figured it out. Yeah. I, I feel like there were a couple plays like where um the shit was reminding me of like John Elway like running like, and then like that last, uh, remember that one time he got like spun around and shit yeah, yeah, like yeah. like that. but like Mahomes like took off on that like twenty yard run. He did that shovel pass. Whatever. Yeah. Too, I was like, man, if this was Brett Favre, they'd be out, out here talking about, oh, he just loves the game. He plays like a kid. We love him. We love him. Like, but, that, but
1: that's the thing with Mahomes, because you know, like his background, like he was a he was a pitcher too, right? Like he was a mm-hmm. high school college pitcher. So it's like he has all that sidearm action shit. Like you should have saw the, the way people were talking about Mahomes when like he first gave on team and he was throwing no look passes for completions,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like literal no look passes. And it was mm-hmm. like, what is this? And then like over the last. Uh, two, two, two and a half to three years. Like, um, all of a sudden, like, he started seeing so many like, co- hot, too high safety cover four looks, and he had to like learn how to be patient and just take underneath stuff because teams are like, we're not letting Tyreek Hill just run fifty yards this way. We're just not doing it no more. We're just gonna have all the protection back there. You have the Dink and Donkus down the field, and hopefully, you have to be perfect over you know seven plays to score on us. And over these years now, he's learned. And for like about the first month of that season, two years ago or three years ago, it was like people were like, "Have they figured him out?" And then it was like he just got—he's now his quarterback. Now he has to be the surgeon, and he's not a surgeon, and he's still just people. And then you know when it comes down to it, can't run the ball at all. They run play action, and he throws a fucking forty-yard dart down the field on a, on a attacking a safety on on a post, and it's like. He can still do this. It's just the receivers don't get open so uh, that often. So like, yeah, man, he's just a uh, phenomenal. And I, I, even while saying that, like the defense is incredible to hold on to have to deal with that kind of onslaught. Because I'm watching the game and I'm just like, okay, they, McCaffrey fumbled an open and drive. All right,
0: McCaffrey was awesome.
1: Yes, he was. Yes, he was. And I, you make the argument that he should gain the ball more, but he was tired. Like that last drive. He called out. He came out the game because he, you could see him like you know walking off gas because he was so tired. And he took off a couple plays and came back in. But it's like they were, they the the Niners did not. The Niners used him as much as they pop they probably could have. But like if they could have used him more, they would have won this game. Uh, they they got really cute in like the what the end of the third quarter, or end of the second quarter, into the third quarter, which is like not just trying to just pound the rock. And it ended up costing him because Purdy just wasn't – he's missing open shots. And times when they had people open, he just can't make us – if he gets moved off his spot, he doesn't have the arm strength to, like, be able to follow through and, like, do, like, the Elon man and throw off your back foot. And sometimes it's inaccurate. Sometimes it is. Like, whenever he does off his back foot, it's never accurate. Um, So, yeah, it's just
0: Purdy. It, 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 it seems like, you know, the, the 49ers could have used a game changer out there, you <laughs> so, know.
1: I don't want to, I don't want to shit on pretty too bad because like his limitations are his limitations, but within his limitations, he's playing as well as you can ask him to play.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: It's not like, I'm. It, it's not like a, um, who's somebody else? Look, it's not like a Josh Dobbs situation where it's like, I don't think this dude's an NFL quarterback. And then like, he comes out here and he throws the game away or he does the, like, he makes the right read. Just if things go wrong, you're done in most situations like you're, you're not going to have him extend the play like that and even i, I can't even say like that because he actually seemed to play a couple times in Super Bowl. but i mean like consistently right he's not mm-hmm. going to be able to create outside the pocket consistently and they shouldn't ask to do that he has multiple all pros on that offense and it, you know debo goes up with a ba- comes out the game for a short amount of time with a bad hamstring uh trent williams out here Shaving points with back to back penalties, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like it was just, uh, it was just unfortunate for them because like that was a really good team, and like you look at like that path that the Chiefs went through just now, they were the underdog in three so straight, tough. underdog in three straight games to, to win a Super Bowl.
0: That is tough. Like and going going into people's houses, yeah. You know, back yes. to back
1: to back league MVPs, Josh yeah. Allen. Um, so my question for you is this, right? Now that you've you've seen two of these games, and and they're not necessarily they're great games, but not necessarily like the greatest games ever from Mahomes, right? Like,
0: yeah, like I was gonna say, like he didn't like bust, like bust the defense open or do right. anything like that. It was like it was a lot of like short passes and stuff, but it right. was like all that shit just kept adding up and right. adding up and adding up, and it was just like, yeah, man it felt like a uh, it felt like a uh, well-oiled machine like just literally like a factory like all right they're going to get what they want on offense it, it doesn't matter like you're going to take the top like they they can't go deep their entire like uh i don't know all the terminology but everything short yeah. is right there on the table for them the right. whole game right
1: and, and like it was it was
0: like except the that that one time he took a shot where he was just like Whatever, and then he threw yeah. a pick. But Yeah,
1: and I mean, even even then, that pick is like, I don't know if you know this, like, that was his first pick in the last two postseasons. Mm-hmm. He went through two – he won two Super Bowls and threw one pick. That's crazy. Like, I – like, the dude is incredible. Like, there's, I, there's just not enough to, to say about the dude at this point. And, like, we're now six years as a starter. He's been to six conference championship games. He's been to, he's been to four Super Bowls. He's won three of them. He won Super Bowl MVP three times. He's won regular season MVP twice. Like we've never seen nobody be this good at football ever, ever. For like like to come in in 60 over six year span, no one's ever been as good at football. Sorry.
0: He's yeah, just man. An he's unbelievable, mean.
1: and it's like he's twenty eight. Like we should, ex- we should be able to expect like play like this for another decade or more.
0: Crazy man! Like, he's like, like I don't know like, where the hell what, he's taking. What if they on. draft somebody that can catch the ball? Right, you know.
1: Right, they I mean, get open. Yeah, I mean, you already know who I want to draft, but but sometimes I don't get those kind of dreams. But like you know, uh, if 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 they would like to draft Keon Coleman laying the draft, as a steal, because that man was hurt the last half a year and his tape don't look all that great. I I would, but he's gonna when we test he's gonna test off the charts because that man was a Michigan State uh basketball player, and he's out here dunk he was out here doing windmill dunks in jeans uh to, yeah I, I just um I I would just like I would I would just like for him to fall like I think I think that tape ain't good enough you know for a first round grade I think people need to see him and when they see him they be like oh okay and then you get like that's another thing now now that we're talking about it like I want to talk about this so. We talked about the Tyreek Hill era, era of like they had big bodies, Kelsey and Tyreek Hill on offense at, at at the skill positions, and you know Damian Williams at, at running back, and they just they they had dudes that looked apart and could play play the part for their size. And then you know Tyreek Hill leaves a few years ago, the guys get smaller, more gadgety. Like it's a lot of like Darren Sproles, just Darren Sproles types, you know. Um, like the small do dude, small dudes that they can play, but it's like, you wish you had someone bigger that you can go to. Um, you wish you had an actual possession type of guy and he still figured this out. And like last year was like, you know, replacing like the Sammy Watkins roles was like Juju Schuster, Schuster Smith or Smith or Smith Schuster. They let him go. I don't know why. And then, you know, they is out here with, with Darius, Tony, that's another two
0: times, two Super Bowl champ.
1: Yeah, bro. They won a Super Bowl with they want a Super Bowl with a starting wide receiver. They say we need to scratch because we, we feel like you are an op.
0: Look, I don't trust nobody the- that willingly shaves their eyebrows off and just rocks them like bro. that. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, it, he
1: has hair. That's not alopecia.
0: I saw that. I checked the chin hair first before I said before I made any jokes okay. or anything. Yeah. I was like, hold on, let me make sure it is not. I'll, okay, I'm
1: filing that one away. Yeah, and <laughs> make sure they say no KG Charlie Miller on the waiver situation. Yeah, <laughs> you you not gonna have me out here. And also, never mind. I ain't gonna never that, but Charlie Miller snitch on that man. Like you ain't gonna bully me. I'm to snitch on him. And then KG off off the roof is like, you said you, you you say that he
0: cancer to the league. Did you
1: say that he that he was a can he like a cancer patient? No, I said he cancer to the league. Can't I, there's
0: We've been watching.
1: We watched basketball our whole lives. KG absolutely caught it, man. I can't say he like a cancer patient. The, yes, I respect. I respect. It. He lied to, to try to save himself from the media, but we know. We know. We know. Yeah. Well, but, you uh, and I
0: know what's going on.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. So, just to watch this team change over these three titles, it's like it goes from the greatest show on on grass, basically, to the laser light show to. Last year, this team, the defense coming around, they have, they're have they pretty good. But it's like, Kelsey's on another level. His health is better than it was most of this year. Um, And they had a big body receiver they can still go to. And, like, that, someone like Valdez Scantling can still take the top of the defense. He scored a touchdown in the game uh, last year. And then this year, it's like, nah, man, You got if you want to win the Super Bowl, you got to treat this like one of those, like, first three rings Tom Brady type of th- situation where it's like you got a great defense this game's gonna be close it's on you to have it in, in, in a one game situation in a one score situation to 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 get us out of here and he did it like he's had three different types of teams and he's won it and we've seen all the time race like brady with new teams and he had struggles he one of one of them eventually but like it had to come around their back end like that old seven through 09 Randy Moss era uh, situation, obviously 08 towards me, like he didn't win with those teams with the greatest shows on turf. He had to adjust and all that kind of stuff. He's, M- Mahomes had to adjust already three times with three different teams and already won them. It's, it's, it's remarkable. And I'm like, I don't know where he's taking us, but like, I can't wait to see the, what's the rest of this ride. Cause unless there's gonna be some type of injuries, some type of sickness,
0: that Rick Ain't Keel type, you know, thing, like, nah.
1: Kelsey, Kelsey's health is older. Like that's, that's the only thing that I can think is going to b- make this like harder to do. Maybe, you know, maybe Josh Allen decides like, Hey, cause I think he's Barkley in this situation. Like we're calling Mahomes, we're calling Mahomes Jordan. He's Barkley. Like he's the best guy that when he's ever played him. Like, unless he basically, Jerry support is like, Hey man, I'm going all year and I'm not going to throw more. I'm not throwing 10 picks all year. Right? Like, I'm not saying this is a choice he's doing, but, like, unless he, like, catches that kind of fire for a year or whatever else, I don't think this is ever – I don't think there's ever going to be a real rival to him in that situation. Like, because, like, honestly, outside, like, a month of football in, like, a second half against the Bill against the Bengals in a playoff series, he's been a perfect quarterback. He just has. So, I'm, I'm – yeah, man. Like, it's amazing. It's amazing. Congratulations to the Chiefs. Congratulations to Floyd. Congratulations to uh, Nick Wright.
0: Yeah, a fool. <laughs> Did you see some uh, of that stuff? Yeah, I watched. I watched the segment. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, he was dropping banners and shit. I and, saw that. He dropped like, balloons he on him. Out. He dropped balloons yeah. on
1: Broussard. I was wanting Brous- Broussard. was gonna, you know, ask him a question, but
0: yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, Caleb Baldwin, come get this L. You know, uh, the 49ers nation as a staff record label and crew, y'all will never prosper until y'all do right by Colin Kaepernick. Y'all niggas is cursed. The cap curse in full effect still continuing, (laughs) you know, um, so, I, I
1: ain't never room for the I,
0: Niners I, in one of these I, situations.
1: I got to say, like, they screwing up protections. Like, I got to say, like, if, if you screw up protection and the screw up protection is, like, the the right guard and the right tackle, neither one blocks Chris Jones and it blows up the game. Well, what would have been, like, the game-winning touchdown? Got to say, it's not, it seems like kind of cursed. Because you kind of want to block the fucking Chris Jones. He's <laughs> <It's> fucking good. <laughs>
0: Well, like, yeah, man. Um, let's let's switch gears, man. Um, the WrestleMania press conference—it's um, a, a thing of its kind that they haven't done. Uh, it seems like you know some new they tried this year, and it was, to be fair, it was kind of a mess. <laughs> but uh, at the same time, there there was uh, kind of a uh unscripted kind of charm to it I think Um it was like yeah yeah Uh Zekamaki in the comments it was straight out the Endeavor UFC playbook yeah this was totally not like uh something in wrestling it's like you just brought a crowd out and I think it was about 3,000 people there and then you put up a big video board and you had all these guys come out on the stage but they weren't in the ring so it was mm-hmm. like they were all kind of standing and positioning themselves like kind of funny. Um, and the, the entire event was like, all right, here's Bianca Belair. She comes out there and talks for a little bit. Here's Rhea Ripley. Oh, here's Becky Lynch facing off with her. They're kind of shooting angles or whatever in this thing. Um, but we eventually get to Seth Rollins uh, getting his country ass called out here. And he co- he gets on the mic. He's wearing foolishness. He looks ridiculous. Um, you know, par for the course. He's talking. And then I think Roman Reigns is out next, if I'm not.
1: Uh, yeah, he uh, was. Roman was calling. I'm sorry. Seth was calling out Cody, and then Roman interrupts with his music dropping, and he comes out, yeah.
0: Yeah, Uh, and as each successive person comes out, Seth Rollins gets further to the right on the stage, and then to the point where he's, like, completely non-visible, just... Looked like he paid admission to be there. Like, just he had phenomenal seats uh, I mean, for, for what was going on there. Near, near. He was closer to the action than Mills Lane, essentially, but we couldn't see him.
1: <laughs> I mean, to be fair, we do not necessarily know if whether or not Seth did or did not pay to be close to the action.
0: True, true. Uh, this whole thing ends up with uh, Roman out. The Rock coming out, Cody coming out, and Cody, essentially. Uh,
1: Cody coming out as if he's, like, at the last second coming out to stop it. Like, like he's rushing to stop the wedding. Like
0: Comes out without his music.
1: Yes, yes, yes.
0: And it's like, hold on, bro. And, like, you know, they're saying, Roman Reigns saying, I want you to fight me. I make the decisions and all this stuff. And I'm just, my head is hurting at this point. Like. When I tell you, this thing is like, it's kind of unorganized and like, it seems kind like of. no one's, no one really knows like what, what, what the fuck is going on. And then like Cody comes out crowd, like is happy to see him. But then yeah. he's like, this is bullshit. It, this ain't going down like that. And then I'm like,
1: what's bullshit. You, you get, you let it happen. Right. Nigga. Like, not, only you <laughs> let it ha- not only did you let it happen on your watch, you agreed to it on screen what
0: so so like un- unless i'm stupid or something like it's like okay w- 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 how does this make sense at all so like, like es- es- essentially he's like yeah man actually i'm fighting roman reigns and then it's like the the pop is like you know they're they're like i feel like the crowd was confused they're like hold on i thought it was Reigns and the Rock. Well, why, why, here, why, like. why would you be? Conf-
1: why, why can you be? Or why would you be confused? The Royal Rumble winner decided to get out the fucking ring when he was face to face with the person <laughs> he chose, and then said that his cousin was going to wrestle the champion. And then the champion comes out on the stage minutes before and says that he wants to fight his cousin. What's confusing about this? Everything oh, it's dumb. It makes no sense. Oh, yes.
0: Everything's uh Seth Rollins, nobody's paying attention to this guy, as I mentioned. Uh he looks like a cuckold. Um, you know, he's he's just watching the action. You know, nobody's saying I want oh, that guy over on. there.
1: That's a good line. He's a cuck- he's a cuck, he's watching the action.
0: <laughs> that guy that be like, yeah, I want that guy that's 15 feet away. I want that belt that's all the way over there. Nobody said that. That they wanted that Roman Reigns didn't want it. Cody completely ignores the guy. The Rock, obviously, I'm shocked. The Rock even knows who this is. Like, like, like. Oh, I think I
1: worked with, with, with you once,
0: you know, uh, a long time ago, right? Oh yeah. Then right. the you know? didn't the, uh,
1: didn't the Shield lay him out with a triple power bomb, like in, yes. like a decade ago. Yeah, 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 or more than a decade ago. Yes, yeah.
0: yeah so man. like, oh, yeah, he he's out here. Is is, is 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 he wanted to break up guys like? Is yeah, is he one, is here? he the
1: first geek that assembles to break it up? Yeah, correct. Right.
0: Like, Steph Rollins has never looked weaker, and it validated every thought I've ever had on on him not being a a world champion, a top star, swaggerless, all in one. Like he looked just it was it was comical, like the way he, he he came off out there, he did all his talking in the beginning before the real stars came out. He was on a word limit. <laughs> and he exceeded that word limit because we never heard from him again on the microphone. Anything that he said had to be captured secondhand. Like, oh, that, that, that the mic was still a little bit away from him like this. You know, like you got to hear Rollins like this off the
1: mic and shit. Right. <laughs> and, and when they... Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I want to go through the breakdown of what happened. Or actually, no. Okay, so. Sure. Yeah, go ahead. And CM Punk's out there,
0: too. I forgot.
1: Yeah, Punk and Big E are basically, like, doing commentary work as far, or they're doing reaction for, like, analysis work, right? Like, they're like the guys on Get Up or uh, at the desk on ESPN in the morning, right? They're basically like, we want you to come in here and talk, you and Big E. And I thought that, like, all right, I did not watch the entire press conference, because why would I? I only got brought here because there were so many people talking about this clusterfuck that they've gotten themselves into and how it un- unorganized it all looked. I was like, and I heard Cody, I heard <clears throat> Cody got slapped. I was like, I gotta watch this. <laughs> I gotta watch this. So, I watch it, and as I'm watching, I'm, I'm ultimately like, I see all the motivation, and I see where they're going with this and what they're doing. The problem is, I saw what they did on TV and, like, if you took out two things or you changed two things, it works and it's actually really well done. Like, regardless of how like organized it is or whatever else, ultimately compelling once Cody comes out, or Rock comes out, the crowd is 50-50 on him, a boo to the base off whether they want Cody they want or his not. Ass. Rock is Rock is playing is playing the I'm playing heel in this because I know you're gonna boo me and I'm winking at you as I'm calling him Cody crybaby. Like I I'm a heel that doesn't want to be a good guy. I'm a a heel that doesn't really want to be a bad guy, but I know I have to do this to make this work. So he does that, shows the family tree, the the family tree, which I always thought was two families based off of two, and they come together, and they say these are blood brothers, and they're all all a family, and that's fine. That works for me. As they lay out the family tree...
0: Bro, I realize how much I don't give a fuck about the, the the family tree of the of the Samoan legacy. Bro, I was like, who could possibly care?
1: Well, one because it's not actually it's a a, a a Samoan legacy. It's 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 Roman Reigns, it's The Rock that we know in our lifetimes, and then are bunch of other people like a great all time great tag team in, in there, and then the rest of it is like. Yokozuna, Zuna, Y'all niggas had jobs. Y'all know, niggas working in the business, right? And and all of and don't get me wrong. Most the majority of them were actually good workers for their size and and, and mobility. But like they were guys, that were, they were just guys on the roster that were quality guys to have or whatever else. And that was their runs. So it ain't exactly like you know, just a slew a slew of main eventers and 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 you know IC champions abound, right? That's not the case, and that's perfectly fine. So, but the thing that was funny to me is like I always thought this was two families, and they basically for wrestling combine family trees or whatever else, you, and you see it spread out. And I'm looking closer. I'm like, I always wonder how how Tamina was in it and how Snooker was in it, but then I look on it and it says, "Oh, Snooker's oh, I think Snooker's daddy was was the Great Western uh, Samoan Chief." I was like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> Make it shut up! Like maybe he was. What does it have to do? What does it have to do with with the Ana Y and Maya Vias? Explain that to me. So then yeah, I look bro. up higher on the list and I see another disconnected another disconnected. Uh, line bro, the higher
0: it the- gets, the more ridiculous it gets.
1: Right, and then I see like I see Naya there, and I see Naya's parent or whatever else. I, I don't know which one. I'm like, and then there's, in, like, the same way that there's, like, the great Western Samoan thing for, for, uh, for the Snooker line being put in this just cause. There's, there is, uh, what do you call it? Uh, there's exposition in the thing, but I can I have looked at, like, five-year pictures. The fine print is so small that I cannot see what's that what's the disclaimer for why it's up there just, justifies it. And I was like, oh, so this some frosty shit, too. This is, this is your friend. This is, you know, this is like, this is like... If we do, forty years from now, right? We do the the uh we do the keeping it strong style dynasty like the 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 central the west central Florida Japanese pro wrestling dynasty of podcasting. <laughs> we, I, know, I know, I know, I know. That's a really long. That's a really long title. Let's just stick with me, right? Just stick with me. We got Blood Brothers, Jeremy Donovan, and Joshua Smith, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, off the branches, you see Rich Lada, Oh no, I don't even, that's not even going to count. I don't even do that one. We're going to do Zachary Porter, a random line out of nowhere, and he's going to say in the disclaimer, <laughs> meme guy, meme, meme creator, listen of the show, friend. And then... On the other <laughs> end, we're gonna have we gonna have Dan Coffin and, and, and Angie there, and it's gonna say Fri- friend, and, and that's gonna be the, the big the one that we can't see all of the ex- exposition, co-worker of of Zachary Porter and, and, and Rich Water from One Nature Radio on the Social Super Podcast Network. And you are be like, how the wait, how the fuck is Angie? And you're gonna look for you how the fuck is Dan and Angie on this thing? <laughs> well, that is what does make sense? What's going on? What's happening? This was it was incredible looking at it. It's so all like, bro, I always thought it was bro, it was always funny every to call them play cousins. Mo- but it was mm-hmm. so fraudulent. It was like, this is this, 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 that's not even I don't even know that's barely a family friend that you put on on the on the damn on the family uh tree. That makes no sense for them to be there.
0: As the old saying goes, the only small up there that,
1: that wasn't up there was Joe. Like that's the, <laughs> that's the only one that wasn't up there. That's I mean, what? Bro, they had Jacob 2 up there. Now, I remember uh, back in the day, Triple H was on the podcast with, with uh, Steve Austin. He talked about uh, the WWE Hall of Fame and certain people being on there or not. And then the reason why they can't be on there is because kids might you know, Google a name and then you see something that pulls up on the search results. I don't know what pulls up on the Jacob 2 uh, search results, but it ain't good. I don't. I don't know if it's on the look. second page or is in the middle of the first page, but eventually he'll pull up. So I don't know, man.
0: Yeah, there was a lot. Um, you maybe, know, maybe when, he's when all, Maybe tree. he's all,
1: Maybe he's on the radar again. They'd be like, we can go with this now. We can go with this. It's fine, and he'll be in. And and maybe look, maybe that's who screws uh, Cody uh, this year at WrestleMania
0: who knows right um CM punks out there doing all these um kind of insidery shoot comments uh saying he would punch his boss in the face and just just running the joke into the ground did you
1: hear it guys did you hear it i said it again i said it again i'll say it again like i, I thought the joke that he was saying wasn't even necessarily about uh the tony khan thing at, and Wembley was more of the poking fun at the buck was like look man oh yeah we some, fight sometimes you gotta himself. fight to solve situate solve uh, solve issues this is, and I was like, I, "Bro, we know what you're doing," and, and I think it's funny and hilarious because it's like it's also it's two things. It's playing it's playing into that, and it's also playing into like it's it's Vegas, it's Super Bowl weekend. It's it's also Vegas in that like the Super Bowl's not just there. It is this is where the fights happen. It's a fight capital, and the fans are there because for Super Bowl, but they also are here for the fake fighting. And like you see someone get slapped. And like, there's, there's the, you know, the, the face-to-face confrontation, press conference where someone fights, he want, or someone throws a punch or whatever, they go to toe-to-toe or whatever else, and they get broken up. And you want to see the, it makes you want to see the fight more. And he's, he's praying in hand, being like, get hyped for what's happened at WrestleMania, while he has the, the fucking arm uh, yeah. brace on. And the I was man like, man
0: looks like Jax from Mortal Kombat, like.
1: <laughs> and Biggie looking at him, he's like, I'm actually like. He's actually—I don't say in awe, but he was like, "This is really good work from CM Punk that he's out here doing. He's do, hes hes cunning two promos in one, like he did before he left AEW, except this time he ain't got no dumbass belt with a with a spray painted X on it. So yeah, man, it was a—it uh, was. I thought that like, but
0: I'll say this no. though, like they, um, the success of WWE last two years has not been this stuff. Um, this this meta like right. this like work the dirt sheets this we're just doing swerves for the sake of swerves right we're doing all these like triple H in the back after this so i want people going into business for themselves mm-hmm. uh they had to rock which walk was up clearly a setup Lake. so they can do
1: the walk by of him and rock saying set it up do the thing be like and he's playing into the i'm i am like it, they, I am the board member. Yeah, I am the evil. Like I am, I am the evil force that's in that has power now. Like I am. Yeah, it's like we're, we're right back to Vince, you know, Mister McMahon again. We're right back to yep. Mister McMahon.
0: And like, um, you know, all that work shoot stuff. You know, I've, <sighs> you know, there's a there's a there's a line to walk with it. Um, uh, as you mentioned, uh, Cody had mentioned something about. You know, basically got Rock and Roman on the same page. And also can yeah, we yeah. talk about cool. how the Rock made like he, he made Roman Reigns look like Roman Reigns was his employee, like he yeah. was his security or something like yeah. that.
1: Can I can, can I go line by line through all that, please? Sure. All right. So Cody comes out without he's like, you know, oh, stop, 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 don't get married. Don't get married. Don't get married. Don't don't do that. All right. All right. All right. I want out like he's like, hey, like, I want a Rumble, it's my right to choose. It's gonna be me. And then the rocking in the rock and, and Roman are like, bro, you ruined it. Get the fuck out of here. No one wants you here. Leave, white boy. So, so then Roman Roman says, You're irrelevant. Your story was last year. Been there, done that, you lost, move on. I'm on to I'm on to bigger things. I'm I'm now chasing, you know, I'm now chasing Mount Olympus or whatever, stadium status, whatever you want to call it. And <sighs> Then, obviously, because Roman's a heel, he says, look, man, you're relevant. Like, you're you're relevant, and so is your family's relevant, and your dad's irrelevant. And then Cody at, responds, he says, look, if your dad was here, if... Or he actually says, what about Jay? What about Jay? Well, you know, you're talking about this whole family thing, right? And this family tree, where's Jay? And then the crowd, ooh, so he goes... And then Cody goes, you want to talk about families? Okay, if your father was here if his father, the Grand Chief, was here, they would be ashamed of you. And yeah, they, he and did a rock, big and
0: dramatic then, voice.
1: And then Rock, and then the crowd, ooh, right, and then Rome made the face, and then Rock walked up and said, Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Something that you might understand is that his family is my family. His descendants are my descendants. His blood is my blood. Not really, <laughs> Cap. <laughs> so, so you, so you, so problem you have with him, you have with me. And then he slapped the piss out of Cody. And then Cody fucking, he fucking stepped off this off the mark and stepped back. And I was like, you know the slap is coming. You already made yourself look bad. Do not leave your. Do not leave. Do not.
0: Do not stay, get rocked.
1: Stand in the paint and eat it. Stand in the paint and eat it. He he staggered. He t- he, st- he took a staggered step back, and then the, you know Triple H and everyone else broke up. Thought
0: and he tr- was a nookie. And,
1: and then from twenty feet away, Ro- Seth Rollins runs in, and he, you don't. You never. You never. He never gets the mic to say anything, but. As everyone's breaking up and walking away and getting taken off Cody's taking off and Triple H is making faces Seth, and everything. Hold on. You you can hear you hear Seth, Seth off mic. This is bull crap. Literally bull. Crap. I was like, you ain't got no edge, you ain't got none to you.
0: Seth running in from 40 yards away doing the 40 yard dash. You meanwhile,
1: know. meanwhile, I believe Triple H, but I know for a fact Rock was cussing up a storm and he was moving the hell out of him cuz he was cussing. Yeah. But Seth this is bull crap with that voice. Oh no, nah, man! Look, no, awful, nope, bro. Nope.
0: awful. Nope, nope, nope. Um, yeah, like The Rock really made everybody look like, like obviously Seth Rollins like looked awful but by nobody caring he was there. Him basically being a complete non-factor. Cody just looks dumb, and he gets slapped yeah. like a bitch, yeah. and then shuffled away. Roman, he's standing there with the with the uh with the suit on, or the track suit on, yeah. looking like a, a member of Team Bring It, you know. <laughs> Team <laughs> and, Bring It! <laughs> and, and like, you know, hey man, you don't, you, you're you too close to the movie star, you know. And then I was like, hold on, I thought y'all had smoke over who's the head of the table, but y'all ain't got no smoke no more. Y'all Y'all flipped on a dime like this, huh? Now, on a, y'all flipped on a dime off of some perceived disrespect right. after two, three years of this shit uh, of you finally getting face to face with this man. This
1: is awful, awful, dumb. Rich. Now it's dumb because of what we saw on TV this past week, and then what we got here. Because it doesn't because Miracle- nothing because the motivations have flipped, and the ways you could have flipped it is of two things, right? So I, I was getting back to it. The that you clearly know that they have not actually planned this all through they just know that like they have to have a rock match and they have to have a Cody match and they don't they haven't thought about all this and then they changed course when they got to the press conference and now they're going in a direction and they are moved on from where they were when he handed it off to rock right when Cody handed it off to rock all if, in order, if we had gone back in time and said, and they had figured this out, that this is the route we going with, we could have made this all work storyline wise, not make Cody like a dumbass, and we could have made this all be interesting, and they could get on and do in a reasonable way that that this tag match that they seem to be setting up. Which now I have to say, in best respect, they were setting that tag that tag team match all week, and then they fucked it up, and then and this is how they got to it, which like they've been retconning this all the way along, but they knew, but they, but they knew that they were going to try to do this tag match, but they didn't know how to get to it. And figured out until this press conference so all they had to do was when they brought out cody or when cody brought out rock all he had to say was i as he said I, you know i you know i taken counsel all that kind of stuff all he had to say was i'm coming after or you know all you say take away is the uh, i'm coming after you but not a wrestlemania all he has to say is you know i'm still weighing my decision but i have taken counsel rock comes out it's Co- and then cody and then cody doesn't leave the fucking ring all Cody has to do is do the high fiber and rock. And then all three of them are staying in the ring and they go to black. That's all they have to do. And then everyone is like, well, what does that mean? Necessarily? That's kind of, is, are we getting both matches? Are we getting one match? All the same stuff, but Cody does not make it seem like we're for sure getting rock in Roman. And then you do the <laughs> same thing in the press conference. So then all of a sudden Rock is under the impression, Cody has given me the, okay. Cause I showed up. I'm the rock. I am who I am and it seemed to be okay, but no one is not de- definitive. Cody comes out and then says, look, man, I didn't just declare, just declare, just to give you clarification. I brought you out. This to show that like, I, you know, me, n- neither, neither one of us agree of how Roman Reigns handled this thing, but, and I've talked to you. That's why you came here, but I am still going to have the match. And then that's when they do the same thing. Rock blows up because his match is taken in insulted Roman. Roman clearly wants to rap know that he's skated look, by and, and some barely survived. Go ahead.
0: i say, and the people are lighting him up. Like, like I think we've undersold that. Like he yeah. had this look on his face. Like it was like So like this couldn't have been the original plan. This yeah. couldn't have been.
1: Yeah. So but all they had to do is keep that stuff out. Cody comes out, same promo. Hey man. Or not the same problem, like, hey, you know, just for clarification, me and Rock both disapprove of how you've handled this or whatever else, but, like, I'm still keeping my match because I won the Rumble. Cody Roman says, hey, man, I want Roman, or I want Rock because, one, I haven't, I barely survived you last year. I really don't want to fight you. I'm a heel, right? You had your story. I want to fight. I want a chance of something greater. I want to fight somebody that had the biggest match ever or whatever else. Rogers picks his that match is blown and also he is, at the end of it, Cody insults his granddad and his and his blood brother granddad, whatever the fuck, and then he slaps them and then we're off to the races because you had the thing with Seth talking about the workhorses versus the part-timers and you could have just went in with that, right? Seth
0: is burying himself every time he says this too. He,
1: yes, he is. Yes, he is. Because like no one, this company has not given a fuck about that for over a decade now since since Brock. Right. So, yes, yes. I get it. But it's like all the character the three men, the three characters you care about for the main event or main events of WrestleMania all would have had proper motivation for all this stuff to do all this stuff to get down this winding road. They fucked it when they had Cody go out there and leave the fucking ring. Where is he going?
0: <laughs> There's a dog in the back like did, did he take a shit or something do you have to clean clean the crap? <sighs> Jesus. And apparently I guess he had to on Monday Night Raw. Was there,
1: right?
0: Look, on Monday Night Raw, there was no acknowledgement of this whole SmackDown segment, like that he left the ring, that he gave his shit away. All of this been KGB'd, men in black flashy thing. It right. never happened. Right. So if they are retconning all this shit, well, what's that mean, James? That means they fucked, fucked something it up.
1: up. They fucked
0: up. <laughs> And, I, and people, if I hear people coming in these comments like, nah, this, dude, ah, this is whatever, because, oh, yeah, this is going for the clip. Explain why they've changed it. Explain why they no, no, are no, no, no longer no, no, no. acknowledging.
1: No, no, no. Forget that part. I know you're right. Like, I'm going to add to your part. They're not acknowledging it. They're not acknowledging that. And also, like, and a part of them not knowing is like Cody not explaining why he gave it to Rot to begin with. Exactly. That's what he didn't explain. Right. So not it's only like, are, so so now so this goes in part of what you're saying, right? The it's like he didn't explain part, why
0: right? he didn't explain why he gave it away and he just took it back on a whim. So like from a couple of areas I'm confused. I'm right. like, all right, do I believe what happened on SmackDown? Do I believe what happened at the press conference? Like all these graphics are getting made. I'm like, just announce the fucking match. Right. Like, whatever it
1: is, just announce it. Right. And on SmackDown, Heyman, uh, uh, went, went out with their, or the next day on SmackDown, cause I watched SmackDown, cause I was like, this is, this is a, a wreck, and it's actually entertaining. So let me watch SmackDown. And SmackDown's actually a good show, uh, on Friday. So, you, the rundown Triple H comes out and says the match is officially Cody because I am the person, I'm the only one person chooses this shit, and it's me. And I was like, that, Man, That's, this, that's funny for multiple this, reasons. James.
0: I forgot about this, James. A lot of this shit while it was happening, the thing it seems like that was being set up in the background was like, Hold on, a power struggle. Are we just-
1: are we about to see Rock versus Triple H? Like, what the fuck is going it's, on? It's here? a power struggle, and it's and it's turned. It's a power struggle. That's yeah. the match. Yeah, it's turned into a power struggle. Like that's going to be the real. That's going to be another like subplot of all of this. Is like the history of Triple H versus The Rock. Now that they're both executives in WWE, they're now you know fighting for power and like obviously. You shouldn't. You you, know, you can't possibly care about like the wrestlers wrestling for the top prize in the industry. You have to care about the guys that did did that all twenty five fucking years ago, now fighting for the company.
0: It's like, and we, when we can like look at the at, at the fucking website and we can see who's on the board and who's not, we know who won. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, this is dumb. So it says Dwayne Johnson
1: on this fucking board. It does not say Paul Levesque on this fucking board. Yep. And, and that's the, and that's the thing for is like, that for me is frustrating is like, if you want to do that, that's fine, but you don't need to do that in regards to Cody in Roman in it being one of the WrestleMania main events it hurts the WrestleMania main event or one of them by doing that. Like, if you want to get into that
0: already did everything last year to build it up, they got a match story, they've got just a general investment of the fans, they got a Royal Rumble win, oh, we got to throw this fucking, this work shoot, Vince Russo, WCW 2000 shit in there
1: too. We got to
0: just add that in. Yeah. And and it's, and it's
1: for me, it's like, if you wanna if you wanna go and that be like the major storyline leaving out of WrestleMania to set up the rest of the year, I'm fine with that. That's 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 people will be into that. But you already have the matches, you already have the matches. This don't need that right now. Save that. Cause you're gonna need it later. I don't I don't Whatever. I don't know. Whatever. So, yeah, man, that's where I'm that's where I am on it. It was like it was compelling. It was a mess. It don't make no damn sense. And um, now they just gonna move on as if like Cody didn't do this shit. And like that really hurt him. As that really hurt him. That really hurt him to people. It's like I don't think if I don't, like if even the Rocket came back whatever else, I don't think like there would have been this division of like a non is a non insignificant amount of the crowd. Like when Cody came out, said like, "Yeah, man, I want the match." a good chunk of most of the crowd cheered because they really want Cody. Uh, but there was a part that was like, no, Nick, I want to see the rock. It's the rock. This wasn't needed. It just wasn't. So like, the sooner they get to, I feel like they made everybody less over. wrestling too nice in a row, the better. And like, rich, are you ready for like, when people talk about Roman's legacy, uh, after this, that he's gonna go out there and wrestle two nights in two or two matches in two nights, as if that's some fucking accomplishment, as if we, yeah. as if we don't see motherfuckers wrestle multiple times on the same At show and have better yeah, matches well, and both matches be better, bro. Two thousand twenty one well, we Shuri Grand Prix, and they go, they, they go, they gonna they go talk about this Roman shit. It's like, bro, okay, so like a four legendary match, shit they ever a four star match and a three star match. Meanwhile, Sherry went out there and went four and th- four and a half, four and three quarters.
0: Look, those back-to-back days. Them back-to-back days of G1 finals for Kenny Omega in 2017, Kota Ibushi in 2018, on hours of rest, Rich. going like breaking the scale. Rich,
1: Rich, last year, I'm sorry, two years ago, Will Osprey beat Tatsuya Naito in, in in one of the like five or four matches. I gave five stars, and then uh, and then the next night went out there and had the best match of the year uh, two years ago. Yeah. No, 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 no. The the cinema of bad storytelling and bad character and bad plot and bad motivations. That's that's what that's that's gonna that's gonna be what people remember. Uh man. It's an
0: unfair game,
1: man. Cody better win. <laughs> Cody better win.
0: If he don't At win, notice, Cody better win. If he don't win, we might have shut the show down. Like, just be like, all right, all right man, like. Like we may have to shut the show down and completely dedicate a week to just Cody week lighting Cody on fire. Like, hey, there is no One Nation Radio. All we're doing is is whooping Cody Rose's ass for three hours, like (laughs) (laughs) and laughing. We 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 will
1: record a laugh track and put that out. Now, Rich, you clipped up. Like basically the last year or so of Cody of our, of us covering Cody on his exit out of AEW.
0: Yeah,
1: I feel like since the Rumble has started, like we are we are built up a a, a thing of like his exit out of WWE. <laughs> we just don't know that he's leaving yet because this is like what the fuck is going on around this dude? Like I. Regardless of what you may think by listening to hours of the show, I do not dislike Cody Rose. I just think he does dumb shit from time to time, or is in these funny situ- or these bad situations. And like, while I don't dislike him, it's I absolutely think he's hilarious to laugh at. It's, it's a blast to laugh at him. There's nobody. Is there anybody better wrestling to laugh at than Cody Rose in the last two years, three years?
0: Seth Rollins. But you know, I think this is.
1: I think it's more eventful. Cody be setting himself on fire. Yeah, for the love, yeah. it would be like, yeah. bro, you ain't have to do that. What are you doing, Goofy? He'd
0: be he be thinking, working at house show schedule, like it, it counts for something. Like he he brought in like Lil Brody. And thinking he was gonna win and, and they pulled the chair on him at the last minute, like, yo. Uh, that
1: man got his ass whooped by Brock, and then that man walked walked off with a with an ass whooping, and, and then he collapsed, and then they went to the black on him up, yes. like, up at the ramp. He's fucking hilarious. That man yeah, wore an all-white suit. Funny. That man wore an all-white suit. They get missed it out of nowhere by Malachi Black two years ago. This nigga's hilarious three years ago. This nigga's hilarious.
0: It's funny. He just
1: is. The chicken, the rubber chicken. I think he lost. Th-
0: things just happen to this guy. Things just happen like. to this
1: nigga. It's hilarious. It's always funny. It's I never feel bad when I laugh at that dude. I don't know why. Maybe I'm a bad person, but this shit funny. You must admit.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's um, it, it's amazing. Some of some of the passion that was ignited for him um in this. He's, you know, stepping back from this and then he's coming back out and it's like how did how did he become someone like that people are this passionate over? It all kind of just, you know, developed over the years.
1: He's a he's a great baby face that dresses that dress like he wants the job. They were star for one they didn't see the stuff that he was doing in, in AEW because they don't watch AEW. He's a great orator. He's, you know, and, like, they didn't let him, you know, they kept him in, you know, in the lane without crashing because he didn't go out there and cut, you know, promos about his biracial daughter that 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 shall have both, dual identities spare, spare neither and all that other nonsense.
0: They, like, they have like, never let Brandy Rose, they barely let her ever appear with him.
1: Right. He, they didn't let him hot shot through, like, a year's worth of storyline in, in three months, you know? Like, they did, they did a lot, him and Triple H and Vince and whoever else did a really good job of, like, this is the dude, this is the Chase's story, and, like, the the whole finish the story thing about, like, the unfinished business of my family, like, that goes back to, I mean, that goes back to the NWA title with, with, with the Devon with Erics, right? Like, that works. It works. Like, it's well done and they're fucking it up while it's being well, while it, he presented, they presented this. He he came up to them with, this is what I got Oh, and They're like, Oh my God, it's perfect. How can we, Man. how can we improve it? Now <clears throat> they've made these improvements. They fucked it up.
0: The nepotism is nepping in this program. Jesus yes, Christ.
1: That, that was, that was the best part. Like at the end of it, after the, the, the uh, The family tree, the frost of the family tree gets shown for The Rock. He's like, this is a show that we are the one true role fan in professional wrestling. And I was like, that's hilarious for two reasons. One, he's about to face a dude that that his drop for his music. is more than one role, uh, more than one family in professional wrestling. And two, this man is taking over Vincent for the McMahons after after." the Seth Pest stuff has to go, so now there is no royal family in Freshman wrestling. The the, the the Blood Brother Pack from forty years or 50, sixty years ago, kind of is 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 it. <laughs> it? I thought it was great. So so yeah, man. This is just The Rock, Cody, Roman, Seth, just just t- there to the tag along. Oh, also, literally, feed sh-
0: away. Know,
1: like the, you know, we you talk about when they first did the Seth in uh, Cody thing uh, two years ago when he came into WrestleMania, it's like. All right, one guy has good suits, the other one has bad suits. I'll let you decide which is which. Now mm-hmm. the suits is on one side, and they the, and they the everyday worker guys, and the dudes is out here in the tanks in the in the in the in the in the, in the sweats or whatever else. Those are the, the part timers. Visually, that's kind of that's it's kind of funny. Um, yeah. But then I looked at Cody and Seth's now, shoes. I, I've and always got-
0: said Cody wearing a suit as a babyface is fucking weird. Like I've always, there's never
1: been anyone that's done this. Even, I mean, Ric Flair, but Ric Flair's a career heel. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm okay with it. I'm just saying, like the idea that you have on that stage, you got Seth and Cody, and they're both on one side, and like I look at their shoes, and they both got terrible looking fucking shoes on. They look goofy. mm Hmm. Uh, uh, whatever but like neither here nor there like cody cody wearing these suits that look weird sometimes but yeah man um just uh just really a lot of a lot of stuff going on man a lot of stuff going on with that and like we'll see and there's we'll a, see next there's week a, where it lands up where it ends up there's a we'll big see.
0: element of this of all these guys like doing sneaky shit in there to, to bury each other well, like on the low, like that's why. I, th- like- I think
1: it's actually. I think it's actually more. In, I think they're being insider on purpose, though. I don't think they're like so. Like Triple H, right? After they, they did that that fake backstage, you know, peek at backstage shit. Where like The Rock and Triple H, you know, fix it or whatever else, and then Rock comes out, and he starts cutting the promos, saying like, you know, I'm the final say. Now I know people will be upset when I when I announced that it's Cody versus um, versus Roman, but like. It doesn't matter. It, but he goes like, it doesn't matter what you think. And I was like, uh, like, and he was cutting kind of like, he also did punchlines from from Rock earlier besides his ad, also Roman as well. Like, they're all doing insidery shit. And I'm just like, the cr- the people that would like this left watching the left Washington promotion. And I don't know how much, you know, I don't know how much the people that are still here Care about this stuff. In fact, a lot of them that I've heard from you say that they hate that insider shit. So why are you doing it? Is this to try to like get people back because the rocks back from AEW to watch my motherfuckers that watch AEW? Gonna no, watch I, I, anyway. I
0: think it's just a dated philosophy like that. Probably comes from like Brian Gwirts and you know people that he's installed and then you know they don't have to worry about. I'll say this lightly because maybe he is still involved somehow. They don't have to clear this stuff through Vince anymore. Like, so maybe they're reverting to their natural instincts. Like, why maybe. would The Rock do a, like a new type of like kayfabe storyline? Like, nah, man. Like, let's just let's ham it up. Let's 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 use the the dirt sheets. How we'll use them. We'll put some misinformation somewhere. Um, like, there's a lot. I think going on with this.
1: All right. Yeah. I think I'm out on this one, but as far as stuff to talk about, but like, yeah, man, we got a good hour off of just the Super Bowl and this whole press conference situation that they got themselves into. It's um, well, Bring done by back WWE, Russo. we rarely talk about them on a week to week basis like this. And they got us talking about this shit.
0: Um, AW big business was announced, was a special announcement from um, Tony Khan this week. March 13th, Boston, Massachusetts. That's not
1: city. that's not how that's not how Tony Khan says. He says Boston.
0: Yeah, 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 Boston. Um and um you know, I think everybody kind of knows what this means. Um uh, but maybe it means more than we think. James, uh because in conjunction, you know, it looks like Mercedes Monet is on the way because if you look at the the graphic in the flyer, BOSS um, on there, and we know who the boss um, was at one point, um, Kazucho Okada, it was reported that he's going to be signing with AEW. Yeah, man, um, seems like it's going to be some type of double debut. Uh, they're doing the, you know, we ain't going to tell y'all, but y'all know what it is. Um, And Boston's been a pretty good city for AEW every time they've gone there. That was like yep. the home of that uh, Moxley-Wheeler-Uda match. Um, But yeah, Mer- it looks like Mercedes is, is on the way in. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think about all this?
1: Uh, I mean, you know, pretty much after the Rumble pa- go went and passed without Mercedes there.
0: Shout out um, to Dream Sooner.
1: And uh, you know, a few, you know, people saying that in reporting said that like people basically like they think believe that she, WWE side believe that she's already signed to AEW is like, okay, so it's just a matter of time. Um, obviously she had the injury from the summer or the spring, or late spring, which one, can't remember which one, but like she had to recover from that. And um, yeah, like, you know, I as I mentioned before when we brought up uh Mercedes of late in the last couple months or so in regards to AEW is like I I hope for Tony Khan's sake that uh, he he will secure her eventually because he had her all over the you know much like in the Taylor Swift position at Super at the Super Bowl she was much she was very much like being shown from time to time partaking in watching the festivities and goings ons of All In and Wembley so it's like I will hope that like she don't show up at the Rumble and be like you put you was out here use being used for promo sucker. So, so yeah, man, um, seeing how this division has, uh, added, made additions, and, uh, some additions via subtraction, um, or being uh, being, uh, changing some of the rotation minutes, if you will, I, I feel like this year has been like one of the most consistent year AEW Women's Division has been so far. Obviously, we're only, uh, you know, um, six weeks in, but like the quality has stepped up. Um, we have storylines, we have directions, uh, we have, um, matches that don't just flat out just lack in quality. Um we have matches that actually pop sometimes. And uh, um or more regularity actually. And um yeah, man, like between that goes from even all of Khan Pro Wrestling TV. Like that includes ROH. ROH been on point because Athena's held it down. But like you see what Athena and um Billy Starks and Nile are doing. That's fun. You see what um with the with the bring with the, the you know, the showcasing of Queen Amanata on television in matches where she's losing right now, but like she is getting people's attention by showing her, her skill. Uh seeing Serena Deeb come back, uh seeing um Statlander and Willow as a tag team with uh Stokely, like the, the the love triangle thing between Ruby and Soraya and uh and Angela Parker, like Diana. And Deanna, and, her, her coming been in, awesome. Deanna and, and Tony storm and then building up towards the title match. This is, this has been a well-ran women's division this year. I got,
0: I got to say, man. So I think people got to update their, uh, their software, like on their default AW complaints, like, especially when it comes to, to the women's division. Yeah.
1: Like this is the most focused it's been like, there's been other times where they've had runs where it's like, all right, they've had a good month. They've had a good, you know, or whatever else, or someone came back and is their run and they're killing in a run, you know. She does the Rihos, uh, uh the, the Serena Dees, if you will, but Thunder Rosa. But like, this is the first time where it's like, okay, they got directions. They got directions for multiple things. Um, and I'm interested to see, I'm interested in all of them, actually. So, like, yeah, uh, I, I think that like they have gotten their, they're getting their house in order for the, the acquisition. Or the, whatever the money it costs for them to bring in Mercedes and like, thank you, Mercedes. Thank you. I think we should. I think everybody that has talked bad about the AEW women's Vision, um, uh, and that includes us. I think we all need to be like, hey, you know, you see, it's one thing to hear words. We heard words for for number of years. Nothing to see action. And this shit has the wag the wagons have circled around this. And the only thing I can point to for the definitive change in all of this has been. We just we just dumped a boatload of money into Mercedes Monet's lap, and we gotta we gotta make sure we get a return on this investment. And if this is what it took, because they finally got a horsewoman, secured a horsewoman. Thank you, thank you, thank you, uh, Charlotte Flair. Thank you, Bailey. Thank you, Becky Lynch. Thank you, Sasha Banks. Mercedes Monet, Because this this is the shit that I wanted from night from uh you know year one of AEW, and we're here now. It took us. Four fucking years, but we're, it seems like we're here now, and I'm happy.
0: Yeah, um, and I think, I think Queen Emanada is actually going to be a huge star. Yeah, um, um, yeah, yeah. And I, like, I think you know, you know with, with think Mercedes, like, like, like we're looking at all right. You know, I, I imagine there will be some Mercedes fans checking this out. Yeah, check out our coverage of Mercedes and stuff, and then maybe they're not, you know, familiar with know what's going on in aw i think yeah. you did a good job james running down everything kind of that's going on um the way aminata is like i feel like something around her is special right now mm-hmm. and i feel like something you could do is maybe align her and mercedes at some point mm-hmm. you or use her as an early opponent um and then eventually you know build like a long friendship mm-hmm. or whatever and then a split essentially like because you know Mercedes is let's keep it a stack like she's had injury problems and stuff yeah. like that like she's yeah. had like different times where she was out of action um is she going to hit the ground running for a full schedule I don't know yeah. um so like while she's here I'm thinking all right who are people that she can work with and but I would be I would keep amanata close to her to try to you know rub off that you know adulation a little bit uh, for her um and you know i just i just saw a lot of the cope um and i don't mean adam cope land i mean uh, i saw like you know i did i did some dunking you know on some folks i was pulling out old tweets on them i think it's uh you know
1: i'm saving mine until she until she's on the uh, on turner i'm saving those i'm saving them <laughs> but um i like i saw like
0: you know you just see the people like just you know whether just running with everything regarding her like you know she's not worth it blah 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 they're paying arm and leg no figures have been leaked no like you know whatever has been you know nothing has been there it's just same like for okada. It's, it's interesting same for okada it's yeah it's, 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 all it's the almost same like they
1: got money gimmicks so therefore like they must be worth they must be getting paid like you know eight digits a year
0: yeah there's a lot of you know, we have people in NXT. You know, we have all this stuff. And it's like, hold on, man. Since when are, are is the World Wrestling Federation, the biggest promotion in the world, cheap? Since when are they the little engine that could that are just developing their yeah. own talent yeah. from scratch?
1: Yeah. Since Mon- when? M- Moneyball, Rich. They're playing Moneyball over there.
0: Stop the cap. This is cope. This is uh, seeing Will Ospreay, Kazushka Okada, Mercedes Monet all not walk in the door.
1: Right. Also, I like the idea that, like, because some of these people, like, watch sports, like, they think that, like, somehow... Like there's a salary cap or something, or like so. Yeah. So like they're paying the premium price for big free agents. So they're that not means making like, any money. So, so that must mean that like they're gonna be holes on the roster to pay for impact players. It's like, nah, that ain't how this works. Cause that there's no salary cap here. There's only there's only two promotions, man. There's only two yeah. major promotions in this country. Nah.
0: Yeah, man. It's um, I, I saw a lot of just just shambolic you know, cope tweets, just, uh, I guess we should move over to Okada. Um, the story broke uh, from SRS. Looks like he's heading to AEW. Um, I originally thought he would be going to WWE, but then, you know, the more I thought about it, more we kind of didn't hear. And actually, we need to talk about Kazushiko Okada and like, you know, his last match with Tanahashi. I watched it this weekend and what they're, doing with him on the way out um we'll get to that in a second though okada coming in it's almost like kazushi okada never appeared on national television in milwaukee wisconsin in the in the roof like off it's almost if that never happened with the roof blowing off it's almost like he never he didn't main event madison square garden the Rogers Center. Um, <laughs> what other big building in America did he main event? Um, but there's another one. They, you know, it, when he came in the United Center, uh, it was in the title match and stuff like that. It's almost like this never happened. It, it's almost mm-hmm. like they recycled every line that they've ever said about this guy or Japanese wrestlers. About, about
1: foreign wrestlers, yes.
0: About foreign wrestlers, and it, it it was just it was a joy to see.
1: It wasn't joy for me because I t- I hate seeing this dumb shit. It annoys me to no end that does not. The, the people say this stuff about Okada is like he reinvented Matsur Garden at eighty five percent capacity. I would have to look it up, but I don't think Romarines ever done that. No disrespect. Just saying, like, this this dude ain't no fucking nobody. Right? Um. I think people just greatly underestimate, like, and I don't know if it's I don't know how many times they do fucking find door for them to fucking get it through their brains, but AEW exists because New Japan carried a ton of American fandom for professional wrestling and past professional wrestling, while a section for a section of fandom that either was disenCHANTed with with WWE or was done with pro wrestling post WCW whatever else. And because of the internet, people saw this stuff. They came to AEW or came to New Japan shows, and the promotion got started off uh, off the backs of a bunch of ex Bullet Clubbers. In a guy that semi-main invented a Wrestle Kingdom that was a WWE legend. That is the that is the origin story of AEW. So every time,
0: no, I, no matter what people want to rewrite or whatever, right. or you know, come out here and lie about. Like we know, we were all there, at least on this show, right? We right. were charting it from the inception, from the reports.
1: Yep. So every this time, guy Okada is a part of that. Right, right. Like the Okada Omega series is a even though, like, Okada hasn't been here for this, is a lot of people's entry points into Kenny Omega, who has been at points one of the three or four biggest stars in AEW ever, or not at different points, is one of the three or four biggest stars in AEW ever. People got their introductions watching. Two of the greatest matches, all, or two, in my opinion, the two greatest matches of all time, plus other stuff, right? That is your opinion on how how you rank it. My my just varies on that. So, for me, I'm just like, when people say this, is like, you are talking from the casual fans' perspective to which I say, in which most people that watch AEW say, we don't give a flying fuck about casual fans. We never have... We never will.
0: We don't want to do it that way. The promotion
1: turned a corner critically over the last few months based off of going back to its roots of we we are we are giving our most passionate fans and people that buy tickets that fly the ass out on the weekends to our shows to come see our pay-per-views. Sorry, MJF. Sorry, CM Punk. Sorry, Cody. You lost. It's over.
0: Yeah, it's so, like it's like, like about, I need to say about this. You know, uh, uh, I,
1: I also John Mousey shows up fresh off of doing what a fucking G one run.
0: QT Marshall, you know, is becoming too New Japani.
1: You know, for him in yeah. here, got all japanese
0: Yeah, you know, too Japanese. Yeah, man. Like, you know, I just gotta say, like, the roster is fucking filthy, filthy. Rich. This, this is the greatest roster in pro wrestling history. It's up there. If you lay it down on paper, think of all the cross matches and I guarantee
1: you, you yeah. will still leave out dozens of them that can Rich, be made. Today. I thought about Okada, uh, a, in 2024 an Okada versus hangman match. I thought about it. And then as you just mentioned, this part about cross matches. You don't even think about, you, you know, I, I tend to do this. I just thought about like, Oh yeah. Uh, we we could get Okada versus Rey Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> why not? Like, like forget for, forget the obvious match that you want to see, everyone to see. Rey Phoenix have what, the new edition. Like, you want to see like what the fuck like Phoenix and Osprey can do. Like Okada and Osprey, Okada and Phoenix would be fucking awesome. Like, like, uh, like I still remember the Hiromu and Okada match. Um, in the New Japan Cup Bro. in in front of nobody that was fucking awesome. Like imagine a a, a a crazy imagine a Chicago Dynamite. No, let's do this. Thanksgiving Thanksgiving Thursday or Thanksgiving Wednesday Dynamite. Thanksgiving Eve. Kazusuke Okada versus Ray Phoenix. Run that.
0: Eddie Kingston versus Kazusuke Okada.
1: And they're friends because they both hate uh uh Jay White.
0: Man. Just like all this stuff just brings a smile to my face. It is just like, just the possibilities are endless. Like, you know, and, and this is like what I want to watch. Like, it's like, yo, I'm I don't care about kazucho Kata leaving New Japan.
1: Like, I do. I'm sorry, I At do, point, but that is not. that's not. But, I do, but that has not changed my. That does not like make me think. Not that does not make me be like. Well, that means that like he can't do awesome stuff over here as well. It's it's a both thing. Like I'm bummed he's going to leave because I think it destabilizes New Japan Pro Wrestling, and I'm also acknowledging like, yeah, there's a lot of fresh matchups that he otherwise with with experienced main event talent that he can face that he otherwise would have to be doing a lot of like teaching job teaching stuff with Let's with see. the younger guys in, in New Japan.
0: So you lay it out on paper. It's like that old Bret Hart. Like we'll give you this list and we'll give you this list. Yeah. You tell me which one, <laughs> which one would be more exciting for you. Like it is, it is crazy. Like just like, you know, what do we turn on a random week? And it's like, yeah, you know, Kazuchika Okada's in action tonight, and then and then the music hits, and then it's Whose
1: house? <laughs> Top throw, catch a five like, yo, like I, well, we're not be, seeing that. To be fair, I don't think a match like that. the Same thing. With the it anime. wouldn't be I don't random. It's going be a random yeah. dynamite match. But yeah. I, I get your point nonetheless. You know, uh, you know, him versus Takeshita, bro. A
0: lot of people want to see that. And I mean, who wouldn't want to see that? I think, yeah, bro. The C two this year. I'm, yeah, like they if they do it the real way.
1: Man. Like, I, look, the first time I ever saw Takeshi was 2020, and I thought I was like, oh, I want to see him versus Okada. And, like, that was a match with y- Yuki Oeno in there and also Kaido Kimia. I got my Kaido Kimia and Okada match. It was fucking awesome. I know some people, you know, some people have a quiz about how bad he beat his ass. The match's still great. Like, I want to see Takeshi in Okada match.
0: Bro, like, there's just so many, so many guys I want to see him against. I don't yeah. even know where to where to begin like and then it's like you know osprey like what's he gonna do like i don't you know when does kenny come back like um like like i'm sorry like you know especially with what's happening with Kazusho okada as far as it relates to new japan now man Rich. Who know who knew that Kenny Omega getting pulled off of uh New Year's Dash would be a better send off than Kazuchika Okada's getting right now. <laughs> they are putting him in 10-man tag matches in the second match to send him off.
1: I don't know Some why he didn't just say I'm done after that this after- Riddle. I don't know why he didn't just say I'm done after this weekend. Like maybe he wanted to, maybe he was like intent on finishing the tour because, you know, it's still, that's going to be New, J- New Japan J- Superior, Supero, which is like, those Supero match shows are always the weakest ones, right? Because it's normally Nagoya or, or Osaka, and then you get to um, the Superior ones. Because, you know, those the islands up north.
0: Seamus Nova says, Tamatonga will get a better send-off than Okada, I promise you. And it's looking like that's going to happen. I watched the last Okada and Tanahashi match um, over the weekend and man, it was just. Uh, I'm gonna get real dark for a second here, um, <laughs> but bear with me. It's like it's one more reminder of like how much things are changing, times are changing, and like you know, you just look around and things aren't the same anymore. And it was like, wow, we saw the great video package ahead of time. Show Okada in the ill-fitting clothes, um, you know. Show him win the belt, show him crying in the dome, like basically saying, You're not IWGP level. You've shown finally surpassing Tanahashi. You, you show Tanahashi coming back in 2018 with that one title challenge and then the G1, and Tanahashi wins and then like shows them like becoming friends and then teaming together and then, you know, their one off match they had last year. And then it was on to this one and it was like, Hiroshi Tanahashi comes out to high energy, but unfortunately, for whatever reason, they don't have the fucking music rights. So, like, it's fucked up when I when I watch it, and I'm pissed. And I'm like, why could we not it wasn't secure the copyright high thing? energy? Yes. Okay. I was like, why could we not secure high energy? What did it need to cause? Is the yen that down? I'll let that hang there. Um, <laughs> I saw Okada and Tanahashi going to ring and it was almost like the final lesson, you know, and it was like, they are not even Okada. Both of these guys are not the wrestlers. They were at their apexes, obviously, for, yeah. in Tanahashi's case or yeah. whatever, but Tanahashi like. This is why he's so great still. He cocked back and he was doing high fly flows to the outside of the ring and shit. Like he was like putting it on a line in a way where it's like, yo, this is the great rivalry that this promotion has had that rebuilt this company that made so many people fans that made a star that. In their roles now, Tanahashi is president of the company. It's like his his final kind of you know lesson to his student or whatever is like the whole time I, I sent a tweet thread out about it. I was all mushy and sappy and shit. It was like I kept thinking the uh, whole thing was like, "Hey man, be your best today." Like it, this isn't necessarily about the rest of our rivalry, even though you know they were taking some sequences and stuff like that it wasn't yeah, about how good they once were this is about who they are right now like i thought and um i was rooting for tanahashi to win the crowd was firmly too and when, when okada would like you know kind of do like little certain things they would boo and it was almost it was not like a fuck you kind of boo it was like more like yo let's let's keep this pure essentially like let's let's enjoy it one last time and um I've watched a lot of Okada Tanahashi matches over the years, long ones. Uh, the ones that were in Dallas, and it was like someone, it was like these you know, long after it was a drawing match in Japan. Man, it didn't sound like it, um, like it sounded as over as anything I've ever watched. Like it was loud, they were clapping, they were into the match, they loved it. I loved it. Um, Okada won definitively, you know, beating them, you know, even though, you know, was it one rainmaker rainmaker
1: still like it had been for last one
0: rainmaker. Yeah. And, and, you know, everything I saw in it was just like, I I think he should never wrestle in New Japan pro pro wrestling again. Like he, I, I think he should no show the last two days and I'm not even like trolling or, playing or whatever he's a freelancer now right like this is how you're going to disrespect this man and put him second from the top in a match with fucking matt riddle in it go to hell like this is how you're going to treat the greatest champion of of your company's history maybe it's a case where they are upset with him and you know it, it was sudden or whatever but i'm like have some class like you know and i know he's leaving you i know he's not necessarily he didn't put anybody over you know on the way out right but he lost to test to unaito in the g1 finals yep. you know he went out there and gave you his best for years and years and years and this is how you're gonna send him off right and i find that really disheartening like and that kind of stinks and I and I know some people are probably happy with it. They were happy to see him go. Oh, yeah. Um, and, yeah I mean, and wanted him you, you to know, wrap it know. up for quite a while and, yeah. and stuff like that. No, I'm saying I'm glad. That's why I'm like, bring him, bring him to AEW now. Like, like we'll take him. We'll, we'll show him the love. You know, like like on, on this side. And it's like, I, it's unfathomable to me that they're treating Okada like this on the way out. Second from the top. Not uh, building an event around him. We saw the Nakamura farewell. They yeah. were all crying. It was a, it was a main event. Corken Hall. It was like this three on three emotional match. Everyone directly related to him. Oh, kind of don't know, fucking know Matt Riddle. Yep. What is this? And it, it's almost like United Empire guys. BJP, blah 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 blah. Rich. It's like
1: Kushida, when he left, he got the Tanahashi match at Corken Hall.
0: Like this is awful, bro. Like, like, and I, I don't think people are gonna complain about this. Like, in, so I'm gonna complain about it. Like, this is bullshit. Like, nah. Like, 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 what happened to him is worse than what happened to the elite. The elite just did jobs in the dome on the way out. At least it was the
1: dome, right? I see what you mean. I, I don't look. I... I don't know who's calling the shots, who gave the dates, whatever. Who gave the exit of, I need to be out by X, Y, and Z. I don't know. But you would think that, like, even if it is ending as a pearl, like, can we have something that's more appropriate? You know? Um, Like, honestly, the send-off should have been... Should have been this match this weekend. That's what it should have
0: been. Yep.
1: I don't know why he wants to do these two extra dates, other than the part was like, I want to finish the New Beginning tour. That's the only thing that makes sense. I don't know, man. It's weird. But you know, I made sure that like when they said like, "Hey, we are wrapping up," you know, pressing teas and in, in New Japan shop token shop that like we are we were getting rid of of the prints for the for the. Ton of or sorry, the uh, the Okada stuff. I made sure, like, I've always wanted this shirt. I just never got around to getting it. And I was like, it, it's it's gonna cease to exist unless, you know, unless I go to Josh Smith or out and get a boot. Like, I ain't I ain't going out of like that. So I ended up getting uh two Okada shirts. So um they came in today. So decided so to put the one on because I knew we were gonna talk about it. So yeah, man. Um It's uh It's, it's, you know, because he was, because he was a standard, because, you know, he was the ace, like a good champion is somebody that in, you know, in, you know, in Japanese wrestling, like there aren't super strong villainous characters most of the time. A lot of it is you just want to see someone that is worthy enough in the the eyes of the fans, get their, get their shot at the title. Kind of had to be standing to be the heel. And, um, you know, we got a lot of, you know. It wasn't like he got booed, but it was always a lot of crowd cheering for someone except for him while he's having, you know, matches of the decade, matches of the year, matches of the month. And um, this is how it ends. And it's like, all right, that's that's how you want to end it. All right. I think he's coming back eventually. Um, And I don't know when. But I think, you know, years from now, he'll come back. I think he'll, Russell will have feuds with the guys that they want to have feuds with now, but they'll be older. They'll actually be main eventers. And um, he'll do good business again. And um, I think New Japan and Road and everybody else involved with this will look back and be like, why the fuck did we do this whole thing with with these nothing-out-the-door tag matches? I think they'll regret it.
0: Well, maybe one day, Kizusha Okada will work with the young guys at Forbidden Door. That's funny. That is funny. Um, yeah. Um, News that broke shortly before we went on air. I figured this would be a good place to uh, pop it in. Rocky Romero is now apparently working for AEW in the office. Huh. So, um, don't really have much more information than that. Meltzer threw it in on a part as part of the daily update. So Is he's working. He,
1: wait, wait. Do, so does he? Does he Swiss jobs or does he have two jobs?
0: I, th- I believe he has multiple jobs. Mm, okay, but yeah. Um, so with that happening, there are a couple thoughts that spring to my mind. One. This man rock and Murrow is putting a check with a check with a check yep um,
1: MJG would be very proud of him
0: yep um he is it, in my mind I'm like is he being brought in with Okada? like is like this uh, uh h- is he gonna be his mouthpiece or something like that
1: well and, rich you know um for about a, for 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 two years now. Um, Rocky Romero and uh, Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander and Chucky T and uh, Tomohiro Ishii and uh, Trent Beretta or sorry Trent uh, have all been you know what, what were they called them they were calling Chaos East I'm sorry Chaos West what was it what was the shit yeah. it was calling them something like that are you, are United States a chapter of uh, of, of Chaos so it's like this has kind of been around in kayfabe for you know two years now, and everything, and um, if, if it if it works out that way, man, I gotta say I feel happy for I I, I feel I feel happy for Rocky Romero the way he has finessed the game, he is he he has made the game work for him.
0: Bro, this man is like just maneuvering throughout the pro wrestling business, like with CMLL, right? On all he that, was,
1: he was working Volador, you know, months ago. That program, Volador, was that last? I mean, months ago, last it was last year, last year. Last last year. year. Yeah, look, might have been Matt, might have been the liaison for all this. Remember CMLL, the, you know, the real,
0: the real invisible were hand.
1: They were not, you know. Through New Japan, a lot of kind of stuff. They were not happy with the, you know, with the the triple A work and all the stuff for New Japan and everything, as usual. And he goes down there. Obviously, they have the connection with Fantasca Maniel every every year and everything. But um, yeah. If 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 that is that is big because of the connections. Like he just he 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 his name is gold everywhere seemingly.
0: There is another aspect of this that I think. Uh, David Bixenspan Bixman's has started over, like raising the questions. Like, you know, this guy's a well liked guy within wrestling, but he's never quite ever had to put his name on some of the things that he's been, you know, tied to. So, like, you know, there was that one time he tried to sneak Marty Skrull in the back door at at uh, New Japan Strong. At one time, a, a lot of the problematic folks come th- through the doors in New Japan. Somebody's gonna start waking that shit up uh regarding him because we know he's the one goes who's doing to AW, hiring
1: for that, for that. Right. I can see that. Like, I can see like
0: that when he goes to AEW, there's a new whole new spotlight on him. Right, 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 Yeah. That um he's never had to answer uh for before. So I'd yes, be sir? interested to see like if that talk starts you know, the levels start increasing on that because that's some that's some fresh red meat for the deft AEW crowd.
1: Right, right. I mean, you sign with with All Elite, that's what comes with the territory, unfortunately, right? Um, Like, I mean, we were talking about Deanna Perrazzo and, and, you know, the people, you know, talking about body, or doing the body shame shit with her a a few weeks ago while she was, you know, signed to NXT on the main roster for shots, looking the same way she looks then that she does now just four years later. And she's here, and you know we talked about that. Like, unfortunately, you sign on the AEW, you sign up for this level of sc- unfair scrutiny, or not, you don't sign up. But like, it comes—that's what you get, and it sinks. Um. So yeah, man. Like, in, in the case of um this Rocky thing. Tony Khan has, I hope Tony Khan already knows, you know, some of that stuff. Cause Tony, Rocky knows everybody. Rocky brought in a lot of Gaijin to New Japan.
0: Yeah. Um, and then like the, the other part is like, well, is somebody else from New Japan coming through the door. Riddle. What's
1: going on here? Riddle's, Riddle should be untouchable.
0: Yeah, you would think. Um it, I feel like, man, is Matt Riddle gonna be our forbidden door and all that? That's gonna be that's gonna be nasty. And
1: it and, and then like they give us the mash it like we wanted like s- five years ago, but like we don't want now. Like <laughs> look like look two thousand eighteen nineteen, uh uh, uh Rich Lotta and Jay's boy really would've really, 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 really wanted to see Matt Riddle versus Kenny Omega. Don't wanna see that shit now. <laughs> no thank you. That no thank was you. Like-
0: my number one dream
1: match at one point. <laughs> see?
0: <laughs> um, yeah. See, see, how people, um, see,
1: see how people fuck it up for you?
0: See? Um.
1: See how humanity said nah, actually motherfuckers evil.
0: Yeah, yeah. Or doing so evil. like. It's just eventually, I think Rocky's gonna have to talk about this at some point. So, hopefully he's got, you know, uh, I'm sure he'll have something to say about it, but um, yeah, these are the moves you made. You know, these are your man's.
1: You know, <laughs> wow, yeah.
0: But um, you know, moving forward, AEW Dynamite this week, brother, flat out one of the greatest AEW Dynamites of all time, and I had a couple talks with uh some people in the company um this is an exclusive for you guys right up at the top they consider that as well <laughs> down to the number <laughs> of of what number dynamite this was uh and I, i'm here to tell you is is top three and not three so <laughs> but uh so so they kind of have an, an idea of uh the uh you know the level that they're aspiring to be right now. Um, they were in Phoenix, Arizona, a great crowd. Um, and this, I remember um, there was a hangman Willer Uta match beginning of 2023 when they were in Phoenix. So their second uh, time out there, this uh, whole thing opened up with Swerve taking on hangman page and this went to a 30 minute draw and this was sensational Um, I never really bought much of the double turn talk between these guys like as far as like you know a lot of people you know I always said that'd be news to me you know I feel like I would mm-hmm. spot such things because mm-hmm. um, the crowd is cheering for Swerve more. Yep. Uh, Hangman is don't getting mean more. They don't,
1: there are still obviously Hangman supporters and also people that remember the storyline.
0: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but the way the winds are blowing seems yep. to have, uh, you know, seeped into this match and maybe they're somewhere else now um, with it. Yeah. And um, I thought this was like this was such a deep match. Like as far as like the things that were happening, I really went crazy for Hangman thinking Prince Nana was cheating, but he wasn't.
1: Oh my God. Because I love this, that.
0: this was set up with Swerve's promo on collision. Right. Where he was telling Prince Nana don't interfere or whatever, because yep. I want to beat this guy. Blase mm-hmm. blah. Yep.
1: I didn't see that. And t- I didn't know or see that until this weekend. So I'm mm-hmm. watching it and I'm just seeing the spot and I'm like, it, you know what it made me think of? Do you remember... Alright, what's your favorite Roman Reigns feud in WWE? Uh... Don't do this. 2016.
0: Roman Reigns and AJ Styles? Yep. yep. Okay.
1: And how did that start? Like, Roman come, Roman's a babyface, <clears throat> AJ's a babyface, uh, post-WrestleMania, and then all of a sudden... Uh Gallows and Anderson show up and start attacking Roman. And Roman's like, this motherfucker, those are his friends, this is bullshit. And the Uso start showing up interfering to AJ's on AJ's side. Roman has nothing to do with the Usos uh, Roman has nothing to do with the Usos stepping in. And they just like, this motherfucker screw me over. And it's just like that that mis that's that miscommunication of these are actually two good guys, and then their friends slash family are causing the tension, and that's what leads to all of this. Like uh, the whole thing of like Nana has got has interfered in the first two matches. The third match happens. He's just sitting there. He's not involved earlier in the match. Uh, Swerver actually got, got a hand on the rope on a, on a pinfall. This time he gets a foot on the rope on a near fall. And given what happened in the first match, he's like, Oh, this motherfucker clearly put his, put his foot up and did the fucking dance. I'm going to fucking kill him again.
0: In Bro, he, case, he fucking he, destroys uh, Prince Nano with a chair on the yes. outside of the ring. It was
1: it, Yes, yes, yes. Uh, uh, and I'm not sure, given uh, the match, like, where it was in the match, but before...
0: Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman, that's my favorite Roman Reigns feud.
1: It's I mean, it's amongst that. I'm glad Dr. Lear brought that up. Yeah, I mean... I mean, if, if you want... I feel like that is the biggest cap in the feather for Roman's... Uh, like wrestling acumen that he was able to carry Braun Strowman to good ass matches, uh, and made him a star by you know putting him over by getting his ass beat a million times. So yeah, um, I can't remember the the end of the match at what point, but like there's a near there's a tease of a near of a ten count that Swerve beats, in in which not. <laughs> Nana does the inspirational Nana dance and I'm like, God damn it, they have turned the Nana dance into 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 the fucking Undertaker Paul Bearer urn. Yes, wake like up. Like, yeah, yes, yeah, oh yes. <laughs> I can not believe that shit. I'm losing my mind. Um, and then that happens as you miss. I can't I, I'm pretty sure that happened first, and then you get the uh the Nana thing, and then Paige, he loses he lose his fucking mind. He's like this fucking guy. Keeps interfering in his matches with this guy that is very fucking good, but he can't beat me without that fucking guy helping me. He helped him again. I, I've had enough. Gets a chair. Lights his ass up. Crowd boot. And before the match even started, I had texted you. All right, right as the match, the bell rang. I'm listening to the crowd, and I'm like, I send live. I'm sending messages to Rich like, hey, bro, are they doing a double turn? And I, remember, I don't remember what you said, but I was like, I was like the way this the way the energy of this thing's going and the way and then you see how this way, I was like, this is setting the this is setting the 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 um this setting the grounds for one if they decide to do one. And I was like, hey man, a lot of people talk about Bret Hart or whatever else and a Bret Hart merchants. Some people just do it. And uh, hey man the page, that is the way to do the, the Bret Hart stuff. That is the way to do it. Like, the thing about Bret Hart was he was justified turning heel, but he was so whiny, and you had the ascension of a heel that people liked a lot, and then you had the grounds for it. All you got to do is just complain, 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 and actually have a valid reason to be doing a play but people don't want to kill you bitch all the goddamn time anymore. We're here now with Hangman. If they want to continue with this... I think it end also you get to the draw at the end, he takes a carrot way out of not you have the heel, the person that he's did the done. Whole production say i want have more minutes done. because Ed he writes. wants to prove for once and all I can actually beat this fucking out by myself. And Paige takes the easy way out and says, Nope, you can't beat me. And then because he's a heel he's basically in a heel mode now, says, You lost, so you are not no more contender. The ranking started with Swerve the Hangman. Ten, you got to draw. What you think is me? Who do you think is No More yeah. I after the draw, Hangman. This man, this man has lost his mind. Nana has broken this man. This is awesome. <laughs>
0: um, so they basically like Swerve, as as you mentioned, uh, asked for five more minutes. Um, and basically, you know, they, these guys they haven't beaten each other. Like, still, so, um. Shivani stood up, said he got word that there's gonna be two number one contenders. It's gonna be a three way at Revolution uh, for the AEW World Title. Swerve was happy about this. Paige was furious. I mean, Paige should be lucky that he's still even here.
1: Like, I guess
0: because he is number two
1: right. in the rankings. But so, then he could be like, well, he proved that he should be number. He's got the tie with number one contender. Therefore, they're both number one contenders. Like he's one A and one B. He's one B two. Swerve's one A.
0: Yeah, hey bro. Um, this-
1: if you if you want to be if you want to be one A, you, you should have got your ass to the Continental Classic. Stupid. you know, but Stupid. you know, you want you, you and your friends want didn't want to show it for work. And now look, the elite showed it to work, and look where we at now. We in greatness now. See, we should have put that. We should have came up with that elite signal years ago. Years ago. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. But well, yeah, this was awesome. This sets up the three way match. Uh, I think this match is going to be awesome. Like, hey, man, where have basically, um, you know, kind of like the Chris Jericho, Shawn Michaels feud. It became so big that all of a sudden they need to inject the world title into it. That's uh-huh. what this is. Like, it's become the hottest story in the company yep. aside from, you know, the the what we'll talk about for the main event angle. Um, I and, think even still, this is the hottest. Yeah, thing. like this has been like, this has gripped the promotion for months. People can't stop talking about Hey man, and swerve in different forums. I'm in a lot of different kinds of fans or whatever. Um, you know, so some people just so impressed by the matches. So some people so gripped by uh the story, like be like, yo, I ride with Hey Man. He actually got his house broken in, like, this is bullshit like, there's people riding for him too. Um, swerve obviously like on fire, like, as far as like um, seeing like where he came was so
1: good on on uh, was that Rampage or was that it was on Collision.
0: That third one was
1: so good. Like, he is, he is, he has set the grounds for a baby fairy's turn.
0: It's, it's right there.
1: That's like, what I'm saying. Like, they both, <laughs> said like, this is the shit I be talking about. when like, when, you, like, you don't need the, you, 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 there's no explanation for why you did this in the third over. Like, redemption, acknowledgement or redemption works for all of this stuff. I don't know why y'all are so, why people are, why Russ are so scared to just, you know, just do this much.
0: Yeah. And and I was saying, like, where where Swerve, like, has come from is, like, just slowly getting more over. He's naturally winning people over into his side. So by the time they get some old Joe in there, you know, for for the belt, like, I'm expecting an incredible match. Like, and. Sorry,
1: Joe. I don't know who's who's leaving his a World Champion. It's time to come
0: off it, Joe. I'm sorry. You know, people are going to be upset. You know, it's a short reign, blah, blah, blah. You know, he's been great. Rich, Daniel,
1: Rich Danielson is about to leave uh, after basically uh, becoming the best wrestler in the world again without ever winning a single title in AEW or unless he wins the Triple Crown shit. I don't give a, I, I'm sorry. I don't give a fuck if Samoa Joe is a, cha- uh, a, a champion for only three months. He, and you make an argument. Oh, I'll make the argument. He should never been a fucking champion again. What the, Can't be champion. what the fuck are we doing?
0: Yeah, this is, um, it, it's, it's, not not to say he's not doing a good job
1: because he is doing a good job, but you get my point.
0: It's so competitive that, like, just looking around is like I don't feel like I can justify Samoa Joe like for nine months with this roster, especially like with what Swerve and Hangman have going on. Like, Swerve or Hangman is your next champion. So, like, like that's where it's going. Like, and I think that you know the story necessitates that, and I think that you know, the further we go into it, almost the more interesting it can be because not only do Swerve and Heyman have great chemistry in the ring, like they have great like matches against each other, like they physically match up, like it's just like a perfect rivalry essentially, like and it's not like this, it's like Swerve is like put his own roots in the promotion as well and like it's like this natural clash I think that his is is gonna force you a <coughs> pick, pick a side, which is pretty cool. But it's not necessarily toxic or anything. Like this is a storyline based thing. Like, and yes. it's cool. Like it's like no like fuck shit involved with it.
1: Um, it's been able to everyone able to like had blossom to be on his own without like you know. Not to say that this is the worst thing in the world, but like Jericho getting involved, or MJF getting involved, or the Elite getting involved, or you know. B- B- BCC getting involved, right? Like, this this is uh, this is like the thing that I'm just like, I was always saying, like, the Heyman thing, like, can he get something off the ground on his own without, like, his without his homeboys, you know, carrying him? And this is it. And, like, I mean, it's already one of the greatest, like, robberies in, in AEW history, but, like, quite per- personally, me as a pro wrestling fan, it's probably my favorite robbery in pro wrestling since Tam and Julia. It probably is. Like the is in the pudding, like these characters work together and you see them changing because of each other. And you see them leveling up because of each other. It's awesome. It's fucking awesome. Like they, they, they hit, they, they struck lightning, lightning in a bottle with this. I don't know if this was the, the intent. I, I, I it probably wasn't. Oh, well, we're here now. It's been better than we ever could have expected.
0: Yeah, man. The and, and Revolutions is going to be a movie like <laughs>
1: and also you know I want to say like hats off to the people in charge now they're getting the booking together and everything like to I thought at first when they booked so many matches ahead of time I was like well how are they going to how are they going to do television when they already have so many things set in stone? They were had so many things set in stone where it's like, we have things set in stone. We have people doing other things to get there. We ha- we continue on the long path of this stuff. We can tell this winding road with Samoa Joe's playing the champion. The, the rankings coming back helped this all. Like, I I think they now need to, like, basically set all their fucking pay-per-view matches that We had, like, four matches, like, two months before the pay-per-view's out now at this point. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Obviously, I I think it'll be hard to do when you do the, you know, all in, all out a week apart, but, like, when you get full gear by itself, when you get Double to Nothing by itself, like, we need to have that shit two, like, six to to eight weeks ahead, just like this, because, like, this has been, I feel like this is, like, the best the booking has been since, like, I don't know, over a year.
0: 2021.
1: Like, like going into Revolution 2021? I can, I can agree nah, that.
0: Uh, i probably say going into Revolution 2022, maybe.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Oh, um, because that's when they had, that's when they had the MJF and punk stuff going on with Warlow. Uh, yeah. And, you know, they were doing the Danielson and, um, and and Moxie thing. Yeah. 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 I, I agree with you. Yeah. In, in almost two, in almost two years is the best of Bling's been. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, it, co- and After- it coincides with MJF being gone. It's interesting. Hmm. Um M- maybe we were too hard on CM Punk. <laughs> no. <laughs> see see, see, see Punk was, was taking all that man's bullshit ideas like, nope, nope, nope. Get uh, look, take the pickles off this, off this, take the onions off this. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. nope, nope, nope. We're not doing this. You want steak sauce on this burger? Get the fuck out of here. We're not doing that. See a pop a probably like this this kid. It's too much ambition. Anyway, let's move on.
0: We had uh Tony Storm taking on red velvet, Deanna Perrazzo on commentary. Um, I don't really remember much about this match,
1: but uh um, This was the best Tony Storm match, the, the best timeless Tony Storm match. I think she's finally figuring out how to do this without being too sh- too much character, too sticky or too sticky, and like actually like with within her character be able to tell stories that are actually entertaining as an actual wrestling, as opposed to being a, a bit of a comedy sketch. And I thought Diana was was uh, was good on commentary.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm enjoying how Diana Perazzo is been presented coming into the company. It's like I guess it works so much because Tony's such a clown kind of yeah. where it's like th- we have no choice but to take Deanna Purrazzo seriously. <laughs> so like <laughs> um,
1: Yeah, she wasn't, she wasn't talking about getting beads uh, that went around her neck uh, this week. Uh, Deanna, you know, no, she's not doing that.
0: Yeah. Um, Tony kissed her on the cheek and then Luther stepped in and uh, you know Blah, blah, blah. Uh,
1: well, did the Jonathan Majors, you know, break him up? Yeah. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on.
0: So we got um, uh, Renee was backstage with Orange Cassidy, Trent, Ra- AEW's Rocky Romero, <laughs> and they were asking um Cassidy about wrestling Tomohiro Ishii on Collision. Uh, after having a six man on Rampage, he said it'll be fine. Uh, Renee asked him how Chuck's doing. Uh, with uh, Cassie saying Chuck T's there tonight. He's getting checked on by doctors. So, tunnel talk, have no fear. Um, <laughs> Renee <laughs> requested they bring it all in for a handshake, and uh, everyone obliged and left left the shot. Uh, Did you catch what, Renee you catch what Trent was, said? She was rocking all
1: jean gear. What's up? You catch what Trent said? No. Trent was like, you're wrestling Ishii? I you like, <laughs> you like, about to fuck you up. <laughs> It was great. It was like, it was so understated, but it was like, that, that, that the way he said it and the look he made, it was like, bro, you want to do this? <laughs> That's not a good idea.
0: Up next, John Moxley, Brian Danielson, and Claudio Castagnoli making their trios debut, taking on Mascara Dorada, Volador Jr., and Hechicero. Let's get it. This fucking rules. This was a blast. Oh my god, this is amazing! Like, crowd insane. They're in Phoenix, Arizona. Man, they gave they the gave, uh, Lucha Doors the baby face corner, and it was like, Yeah, they are the baby faces out here. Like, bro, I love this. Uh, just all the pair offs. They got Moxley facing off with Volador, they've got Danielson, Hedgesero, they've got Master Dorado.
1: Putting Danielson in, in, a, in the fucking blender in
0: hell, yeah. yeah. Uh Dorada and, and Claudio bouncing off each other. And this is like there was a lot of cool flying on this. There was like brawling. There was like just sectioning off, like guys getting getting paired off, and it was just like, Oh, this is awesome. And then Casting uh showing his hoishness as as he kicked. Uh, the, 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 you know, my man, uh, I think it was Mascara Dorada yeah. he kicked him in the nuts
1: before he ended up before uh, for a while before they, uh, f- before that happened though.
0: Yeah. Like they, they, they want to be dishonorable. You know, they, you know, uh, <laughs> they, my, my, my brothers from CMLL want, want to have a fair fight, you know, three on three, you know, mano y mano. And, and they want to take the easy way out, you know, like Robert Tepper. Look,
1: he he kicked him in the nuts like so so like all in one motion. Just just punted him, just like because we didn't want him to pop up. Uh, dick kick too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, playing foul.
0: Yep, and, and it was like I mean, I man did a foul, and you know he got the pin. Uh, they were not happy about this, obviously. Um, and. From there, uh, Misico, who was ringside, Star Jr., S. Finge came in. Uh, the BC was outnumbered, but then Matt Seidel, Daniels, Menard, Parker, they ran out. Uh, all 12 guys were staring at each other. I was like, man, this is too many Mexican dudes fighting too many white dudes. I think I got to go with the Mexican guys on this. You know, this ain't just a tag team match. This ain't just a two-on-two. Like, nah, man, I, I think I'm rolling with CMLL on this one. <laughs> but – this was this was awesome. Molten yeah. crowd for, yes. for this.
1: Um yeah, it was just fantastic. As usual. Or not as usual, but like as you expected. Like Volador was in there, old ass still spry. Bro. Did didn't did spot. Yeah, man, just this is gonna be good. It's gonna be good.
0: Then there was a promo that came out. Uh all the, the guys from um, CMLL were were talking that shit essentially, you know, in Spanish. So I know what they was talking about, but it basically there was something that slipped through. It was like they invited the BCC um, to their Stomach Grounds Arena Mexico. So whenever that happens, I will be finding a way to see CMLL, even though like CMLL is like the hardest thing to watch and find. Um, I will find it. I will locate it somehow some way. Backstage, Chuck Taylor was again uh, laid out by the Undisputed Kingdom. Cole said, get well soon, Chuck. Um, after that, we got the big announcement. As we mentioned, AEW big business. Tony Khan pumped it up. as saying it's one of the biggest nights in pro wrestling history. Uh, shit's going to change forever. All that shit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Then we got Konosuke Takesha taking on Chris Jericho. Jericho looked kind of rough in this thing, but I still thought this was a good match. Um, I thought Takeshita was like just I, – I thought he should have just won clean rather than mm-hmm. um, Jericho having to get stabbed or anything like that. Uh, but the crowd was real into this one as well. Jericho took a rough bump. Uh, rough bumps? On the uh, –
1: He's like, out here getting his ass kicked. And I don't mean yeah. like – in the story. I mean like he was taking some rough bumps and you know, like the one against the uh against the rope, his back of his head snaps off the ropes.
0: Yeah, um, that was the su- that was was like, it a
1: superplex mm. or was it a suplex where he, his head bounces off of the off the mat. Yeah, it was rough for uh Jericho at times in that match.
0: Yeah. Um so like I, I think I think Jericho needs to take a break. Uh I think and and I think and I say this like knowing the strength of Jericho has been knowing when to take the foot off the gas or whatever. Mm -hmm. And if it was me, I would take Jericho. I would say, hey, go on vacation for, let's see, you can come back at the build up for all in or whatever. You can come back, but take some time off. Let people miss you. You're overexposed and you're like your directions are kind of not like I, I think there's there's too much regarding like like he's out of shape for one. Um and I don't say that <coughs> in a way to disparage him. It, it sounds it just seems like he's not at his peak right now of what he could be. Mm-hmm. Because we, we know he can get in the gym and we know he can show up and do his thing, but he's taking these brutal looking bumps in this match and he's like getting like thrown around and just like I think you know guys are reluctant to come off TV obviously because then it's like damn like all these new people are going to come into promotion what if they forget about me and stuff like that but I think Jericho like you know he can talk himself out of any situation he just has to have a situation that is I would say creatively stimulating Mm -hmm. and this thing with the Callis family is like it's not like like is like a secondary target of this thing. The target was always Kenny Omega. Kenny's yeah. not there, so he had to kinda inherit this stuff. Yeah. So
1: And also you know, like we gotta, just gotta keep it a stack, like Callus is like the only thing that Callus is doing is getting himself is keeping himself over over. He's not getting over um the guys he's managing. Not saying he's not doing good work, you're just like the the purpose and it's kind of the same thing that happened with like Jake at times with, with Archer. It's like that's you're you're not you're what you're not what you're saying and doing is it bad, but it's kind of misguided.
0: This should have been like a huge win for Takesha. And I think in some respects it was. Jericho tapped out to his own move, so like I see something like that and I'm like, yo, you got to go home, right? Right. (laughs) Just from a kayfabe standpoint, right? But like you add in everything else that's swirling around Jericho with whatever, what I think would be beneficial for him as an athlete would be rest. And then like also from a make him miss you for a little bit standpoint, I think, I think we should wave goodbye to Jericho for at least a few months. Uh but this did go over pretty big in Japan though, um, uh, according to the comments and I've seen uh some stuff like that, like uh Jericho tapping out to Takesha. So Okay. But this guy Takesha, bro, he, he hit the top five in the ranks this week. Um this is another guy that I would love to see him near the title uh as well working, you know, amongst the the, the very top of the card. Like, he's fucking sensational. Like,
1: <laughs> he is. Uh, him versus Swerve is gonna be crazy if we ever get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, or or you know, Takeshi versus Danielson. Takeshi versus Moxley. No, we already saw that. I'm sorry, and that was we awesome. Yeah, already saw that. that was yeah. fucking awesome. Forgot about Dave. He kicked um, out of the fucking uh, he kicked out of um, paradigm shift and people pop like the Uta thing. Yeah, I remember that.
0: Yeah. um, Then we got our main event. An absolutely incredible match. Sting and Darby Allin defeating Ricky Starks and Big Bill for the AEW Tag Team titles. New champions at last. Sting and Darby Um we know the template for these Sting and Darby tornado tags.
1: Mm-hmm. We saw uh, well, earlier somebody in the year gets what they laid did out with the first fight, one getting the heat put on them after fighting violently. Then the next, and it seems like all is lost, and the other one comes and saves each other, saves the other. Yeah,
0: a timeless formula. Yep. Um,
1: <laughs> you know, but, but you know, Darby, you know, he looks funny and he's very small, so you forget that yeah. he's a great storyteller.
0: Stings boys. Sting, uh, El Ejo del Sting one and two are out there. Um, you know, just like the Vianos, Viano one, two, three, That is, you know, El Ejo del Sting's out there.
1: You could be like El Hijo del, del Steven Borden, like you could
0: No, nah, El that. del Sting,
1: they sting. This sounds wrong, yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can tell, like, look, man, uh, obviously. Strong genes. Yeah, yeah, like, ain't, ain't a doubt, ain't a doubt. That look, that look like, that look like, uh, one of the, like, 90, or sorry, one of the, like, Ninety early nineties thing. The other one looked like Sting if he had let himself go a little bit, or was a power a power lifter and strictly that and wasn't on gas. I was like, oh yeah, those stings, them 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 I know I know what that is. Yeah, a- ain't no doubt, ain't no doubt. We
0: look, we know who your daddy is. Yep,
1: yep. If it, look, if Sting had been black, he, you know how many times them kids would be like, you know just like your goddamn daddy. Yep, yep. <laughs>
0: uh, um, so. There was a, I thought there was a great spot from Ricky Starks here uh with the hesitation. I bumped it a quarter star just for that. Uh the hesitation to to put Sting down and then it costing him. Uh I, I like how he didn't overplay it. Like it was it was nice and subtle kind of and um uh, Sting gets the pin on Ricky. Big Bill was awesome in this. Every Big Bill uh Darby interaction over the the past like, you know, I don't know, a year or so, has been great. I would love to see them work a singles match. Um, And I think Bill is just, like, a guy I've always liked. And he has a presence. He can talk. He's, like, driven, obviously. And I I think he can do some things or whatever.
1: Um, The... Darby going for the tope through the ropes and then the counter from Big Bill to catch him and it turned into a boss man slam. That was, that was fucking awesome. And then not only just the the idea of doing it, but the idea, the execution where like he catches him and then dips him low and then picks him up high and then drops him. It was, it was, it just looked incredible.
0: Yeah. Like that guy, like he, he, another guy, he should get a push. Like, (laughs) um, Then Sting hits the reverse DDT on Ricky, wins the belts, celebrating with the family, with Darby. And then Matthew and Nicholas Jackson emerge from the crack smoke with the white suits and the white baseball bats and start lighting them the fuck up. I don't know what happens, but Darby gets busted open. Um, uh, they turn, you know, their backs and start whooping on El Ejo, they'll sting one and two, fuck them up, not train wrestlers. They they're in a dangerous environment with these madmen wielding bats. They beat on sting. They beat on Darby. They get blood all over them suits. The crowd is fucking furious, booing. It's so hot. This is one of the hottest angles in the history of AEW.
1: They wrestled on Rampage in the bloody suits for a squash match.
0: Incredible. Just the ultimate old school angle here. Um, And I think anybody that was so, you know what happened a couple weeks ago and the, this was the direction that was confirmed. We saw the crying. Mm-hmm. We saw the hoishness on the timeline. Right. We saw that. Well, how about it now?
1: Yeah, because the Young Bucks, you know, the video game wrestlers, uh, they laid out uh, on, on the main event, or the, the end of the main event, they laid down a good old-fashioned Southern Hill Team Hill beatdown. It was violent, and it was bloody. And it piss off people. We get told that these motherfuckers don't understand wrestling.
0: I, is Explain that the that kind one. of heat? Is that the heat you looking for?
1: Hey, hey Rich, you, you've heard me often. You've heard me say on times that like, hey, I, I, I get with some people with the Young Bucks. They don't like the physicality of the wrestling. Not to say that there's, that the Young Bucks are soft or that they don't take bump incredible bumps they do and they get their ass kicked a lot. But like sometimes it doesn't feel like. There's oomph there's there. Boy, they, well, boy, well, how about boy, now? Them, them baseball bats, <laughs> that's the oomph. They beat Sting's ass with a baseball bat. Boo them niggas. How dare they? Sting ain't supposed to go down to no baseball bat. That's his weapon. Look, I know Triple H is like, see, that's, that's that symbolism I be talking about. The weapon symbolism. Stim- that that Stim- weapon symbolism. You beat, Look, you beat somebody down with their own weapon.
0: Like They was whooping Darby's ass, punching him in the head, fucking him up uh Crowds melting at this point, and you start lo- thinking about revolution and how hot that match is going to be, and it's going to be for the belts. Yeah, as we can see. Yeah, Bucks said they about to run up their record and go through the ranks. We arrived like three way match, tag team belts. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> We are man. What are we? Uh four weeks Heat. away or three weeks away?
0: Uh we are th- three weeks away, I believe.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well like, done.
0: This was this was an angle. This See? was how you draw money. This is how you increase pay per view buys. They didn't have to work shoot on anybody. They didn't have to do no bullshit. I remain impressed by how this was laid out between Sting and Darby, Matthew, Nicholas. Put them in the fucking Hall of Fame. What are we doing, man? <laughs> I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> what are we doing, man? Like these guys, bro, they've done it again. They've yep. done it again. Yep. Just, Just incredible.
1: Feels great. Um
0: they say it's the EVP trigger. They yep. renamed it. Yep. Um nobody came out to help because the Bucks are EVPs and right. they must fear for their jobs. 5000 uh, dollars fine. Yeah, you know. Bucks may have to kick them from the building. So you know
1: I don't know if they're gonna do this, but like I'm kinda interested to see like how they do like AM Bucks versus like BCC like feud based around like who's giving who finds between Danielson and in and, in and, and, and nicholas and matt jackson that's funny like, like you know what? if you want your work shoot shit you, this should be it like you put that program like who who's finding who right they
0: just hand the money back and forth yes it's to you it's to you it's right. to you
1: like all of a sudden like they like well obviously you know bt is gone but like if bt was still around all of a sudden like they get a fedex and like they get uh, Nick or Matt get a FedEx in the mail, like how NFL players get FedEx in the mail for their fines. But what the mm-hmm. fuck is this? <laughs> hold on, this, hold on, go go walk out the do- knocking the door. Hold on, bro, what's this?
0: Yeah,
1: explain this. Oh well, you know you weren't supposed to be doing. It. Hey man, I'm the MVP. I'll get fined here. They part- it start, it start to feud off that. Like I, will, I will, well, it's gone now. Or whatever, or at least for now. But yeah,
0: What's good to Frankie. Appreciate the uh, the twenty one month streak here. Um. But yeah, man. Um. Yeah, Excalibur told us the Bucks' reputation is officially destroyed. Um, Adam Copeland and Eddie Kingston did respond to the attack talk. Some shit about the Bucks, like, you know, jumping on a sting like that. So like that's kind of what you want to hear. You wanna see this stuff like the re- what the rest of the roster thinks of this. this is kind of, mm-hmm. It's kinda a shared universe, as they say. Yep. So um yeah, and this this dynamite was just great. Like this was like we you know it was it was a, a phrase, restore the feeling. Mm-hmm. We here. Mission accomplished.
1: Like, oh, yeah, man. Like I uh I saw this on Wednesday. Loved it. Thought it was like I didn't really get into thinking about like whether or not this is one of the greatest dynamites ever. Time I just knew it was one of the better ones immediately. Um, and then like I you know over the weekend like because of what was going with Rock and and Cody and Roman and Seth I like I watched Matt down. I was like, hey man, I, I you know all we talked about this as far as like checking in of like the state of like internet wrestling discourse, and, like, it seems like people aren't happy, and I see these two shows, and I'm like, what in the fuck are we arguing about? I saw a good SmackDown show that, like, moves along, is telling the story of the path of, like, people really want to get to WrestleMania, um, given the points in their careers, um, so they're in these qualifying things for, uh, the qualifying matches to get to the limited chamber, to get their last shot at getting to WrestleMania, um, I see this thing with like, you know, the rock and triple H or the triple H promo. Um, I see qualifying maps between DIY and mustache mountain for the tag titles. And I, and I, that's a good show. That's a very good show. And then I see, and then this happened. I'm like, bro, like both of these promotions, maybe it's one week sample size, both of these promotions doing well for themselves this week. I don't want to hear people talking about one sucks and one other. Both of these show, both of these promotions look like they're on their jobs right now. Obviously, the, the main event WrestleMania thing is wonky, I mean? but like it's compelling and they had a good show. I, I got nothing for you. I got nothing for you. I don't stop bitching about this shit, y'all. Bo, both both teams are playing. Both teams are doing well. Sorry. So yeah, that's that's basically my take when I watched back. I was like, bro, this is. Look at what this, this is! This is what a post-visit man, a major uh, and rest world looks like. Good wrestling, good shows. Tell me to fuck up. I might watch Matt again next week because Rock and Roman gonna be on the show. Might do that. Just might. We'll see. Stay tuned.
0: Put James on SmackDown duty. <laughs>
1: The SmackDown report for James Boyd. I ain't, look, I ain't done that since 2018.
0: (laughs) But I guess we should hit the music. Free Mayu Iwatani.
1: Okay. So um I we talked about this last week, about the fallout from uh Stardom fire or Bushiro firing Rossi Ogawa from Stardom. And uh following that has been, you know, uh, Dave Meltzer is reporting in The Observer. And, um, Fumi Saito, uh, talking to Jim Valley, uh, two days ago, um, long form about his basic reports of, of what's going on. And, uh, for the most part, it's more or less the same. Um, Fumi, in his, uh, YouTube, uh, video, basically talked about, like, in Jim Valley basically said about, like, you know, people just long, have long assumed I'm, I, like, anything that, or most things that uh Melzer gets uh, in regards to this for me because of my connections to to Ogawa to Rossi. That's not the case. And then Jim Valley went on to say, like, yeah man, like, when I first met you, it's because Dave told me to meet you and Dave didn't even tell me what you did. And his response and like <laughs> and it was funny because like the story is like Jim Valley met him uh and they start driving and then like <sighs> That Jim asked Fumi, like, so what do you do? And then his response, his answer was, "You see that seat, right? Or you see that seat, in, or this seat in the, in the uh, car? Hulk Hogan was sitting in that seat a week ago." Um. So yeah. Uh, How long ago was this? When they first met. Yeah. Ah, uh, it's been years. It's been years. Okay. Um.
0: So maybe Hulk, been, maybe man, been when been was the last a
1: time he was in Japan. Shit. So, uh, yeah, um, basically Fumi and Rossi's relationship dates back to the eighties. Um, that's, I think that's before he was working, uh, for all Japan women's, but not like before he got moved up enough to where he's actually like helping book stuff. He was based Mm -hmm. at that point. He was the crush gal's manager. Um, so Fast forward uh to get the actual stardom um stuff. Fumi or er, Dave Meltzer t- talks about how um talked about this week about um Julia is leaving for WWE um at some point in the near future, but she agreed to um help Ross start up a new promotion. Um sometime this year. Uh it will happen according to Fumi. Fumi said uh, that, like, he thinks like five of the main eventers, five people he well not five of the main five people he deemed as main eventers, want to go with Rossi's group, um, and will be able to leave after March. Um, and that he has people that he that uh that Fumi dubbed as golden rookies, and um, said that like they will be running. He said Sumo Plaza. I was like, I don't know what Sumo Plaza is, but I know what Sumo Hall is like you're running, he's gonna run Sumo Hall. That's that's gigantic. But we'll see. I don't know. It, it was, I don't know what Sumo Plaza is. So like maybe maybe that was a you know a mis miss misspeaking. But the plan is, you know, Julia and um, main event talent, um, a number of them are leaving and they are going to run a big show. They're not, it's not going to, and it don't sound like it's going to be Cork and hole. So we'll see. Uh, also, you know, basically he also hinted to Jim Valley. And by hint, I mean like basically all but tell, like hint the same way that Tony Khan hints about, like people about, about the United Center and TD garden. He said that like, so he goes, yeah. So, um, you know, uh, there are two wrestlers there. Um, and, uh, that are smaller. And, um, I guess in, and uh, in men's wrestling, it'd be more uh, considered, like, junior heavyweights uh, that that both came from stardom, and, like, they can't leave yet until next year, but they want to leave. Which is like, well, why do you just say their names? You basically explained, there's only two people that fit that description. So, Rich, you were worried about them being split up. They don't sound like they're going to be split up. They're, they're going to be together um, until next year at least, but it seems like they're... You know, they both want to leave and go to uh, go with Rossi. So, um, at this point, Man, who's this gonna point, stay? So, that's what I'm getting at. So, at this point, it seems like the only person that is staying is Tam Nakano. And I don't know if she's staying because she wants to stay or if she's staying. Uh, and, and, and also, like, to uh, what do you call it? Uh, fill the, 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 the power vacuum. Or if she wants to, st- or if she wants to stay, because like she's one of the people that stay- that signed through the year. And she has no choice. So she may as well she say she's gonna stay and then bounce anyway. Cause like I, you know, I I don't know, but it ain't looking good for the star. Um, if, this, yeah. if this if all this stuff comes to fruition, it's gonna it's gonna be uh, stardom ran, how stardom used to be ran. And one of the reasons why, and uh, Fumi mentioned this as far as saying like uh, this pairs with Melzer's reporting about like, what do you I don't know if you read this when he's talking about like. They wanted him to they wanted him to play aggressive cards he was not happy about. Fumi explains, elaborates, says like, remember we were playing about this two years ago. And this is also when they started talking saying like the the, the things started being weird. It's like, hey, um there are two pay-per-views a week or two pay-per-views a month now. It used to be always be one, now it's two. We t- we noted about that. We talked about the Sarmin Showcase stuff rossi said that he did not er, he said that rossi did not like having all the stardom and showcase stuff with all the gimmick matches because they didn't have any build towards anything you just you're just doing them to do them same things we complained about he also said that contributed. uh fumi also said he felt or not that rossi did but fumi felt that that contributed to the to the injury rate which you know there was a lot of that um so yeah like a lot of things we complained about over the last two years about like why are they running two pay-per-views a month or every two weeks Um, what is stardom in showcase exactly? Um, Fumi is basically elaborating, saying like, the people that are in the people that are in charge. Rossi thought that he was going to be in charge of the booking. Eventually, corporate did the. Well, we have merchandise stuff here, so we need to like do the merchandise first, and then worry about like how to get creatively to get to a heel or a face turn based off new merchandise. It's Um,
0: like reverse engineering shit. And it's like you have to let the, the wrestlers lead the way and then like support the wrestlers with the merchandising, with the promotion. And you can't design the promotion to and then make the matches match. Like it's like that's how people get in trouble. Like that's how people get less interested in things.
1: Right, and that is also like how 80s cartoons were made. And when you go back and watch them, past nostalgia, if you were a kid and know no better, you're like, oh, these are awful. So, Floyd was on here last week about He Man being awful. And I pointed out to you, I pointed out on the show, like, He Man was a, you know, were toys that were eventually made into a show to then help them sell the toys, to launch the toys and sell them. Bruhaven like, said the back, same like, thing as you, happened. James. Sorry?
0: <laughs> Bruhaven in the comments said the same thing as you at the same time.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, like, this, th- this is due for failure. So that's why you've seen, like, even though 2022 held up strong, 2023 went awry. And one thing I want to point, I want to point out in Meltzer's, uh reporting in The Observer was that, like, he said that, like, the the Julia thing that caused the belt to be changed early was about Maya Yuki and saying that Yuki did not want to um had to be protected because she's a champion of ice ribbon at an Ice Ribbon at the time. She was not. Not only was she not uh the singles champion in Ice Ribbon, she wasn't the champion in Ice or she wasn't a champion Ice Ribbon in any belt since 2021. And she wasn't the singles champion in Ice Ribbon since 2020, and I know that for a fact because that's the reason why—because Yuki's title run at that time was the reason why I even got an Ice Ribbon, and then she lost to Suzuki. So, I was like, huh? So, that needs to be fixed or, or you know, clarified or whatever the fuck he really meant or whatever else, but, like, she, wasn't, yeah, she was not I, I thought their
0: thing—I thought their thing w- had nothing to do with it, I thought it was a personal issue, like, that's why what they it, didn't— That's
1: what it really is, by all accounts, and— but Melser added this thing about she needed to be checked bich- 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 because she was a champion. Of ice Ribbon was like she wasn't even in Ice Ribbon at the time. I, like when they had that when she showed up for, um, you know, the start of Turkey or uh, um Triangle Derby, I was there over in Japan. I went to the first.
0: Few, James.
1: <laughs> I went to the first few uh, Triangle Derby shows, and I was at Ice Romania. I don't remember if I I don't remember if uh, Yuki was there or not. I don't think she was on Romania that year, let alone the champion or whatever. Because Ana was a champion at the time, anyway. So, Um... that's unless your hand. Um, it just seems like the. It seems like the way this is going. Like, there's going to be because of the money of the, all this stuff. Either Stardom is going to wash out with all the talent that's there that are originally from from. Um, the original stardom, if you will, before, Bush- before Bushiro Postures, that's more way. To the real stardom. The real stardom. And, like, what's gonna happen is, like, they either gonna have to fill the void of bringing in freelancers, top freelancers, like Amayuki, whatever else, and then, um, they try to get the thing afloat, or they're just gonna shut it down, because that was something that, um, Toro O'Connell mentioned, like, uh, it went in his side of the story to Tokyo Sports, is that, like, if this shit don't hold up, we'll just shut it down, or we might have to just shut the shit down. And, it, the amount Crazy. of talent that uh, Fumi made it seem like it ain't gonna be. It don't seem like it's gonna be split down the middle. It's like everybody realized like corporates involved in this, and they realize it, and they all trust Rossi because Rossi broke most of them into the business or or made them stars to levels they never were previously. They trust him. He's the one there all the time in the and you know in the office. These people they don't know. They just met these motherfuckers. They only come in to meddle with their with their ideas and plans. They all want out too, and also as is, you know multiplied in uh, profit, their contract's still the same because they're still getting paid mostly off commission, but their, their base salaries got raised. But the base salary ain't gotten paid as, as a raise with the company. So they're all frustrated, apparently. And so, yeah. Um,
0: Question from Zekumaki Say, Here's my thing. Didn't Bushiro have this control with New Japan like they did stardom? So I'll say this. This is. I feel like this is a slightly diff- different situation. I might be speaking out of turn here, but... Well, Bushi Road, like they inherited Rossi Ogawa. Yeah. So Rossi's not their pick. They gave him a job there. Right. So there's familiarity. Like, who appointed Gato? Was it if because Gato would be like, I think, executing the Bushy Road vision right, or whatever, right. the last decade or whatever similar,
1: similar to how people talk about like when a gm hires a head coach or an ad hires a head coach in college football it's like you always have to be wary of it it did did the ad did the gm make the hire because they're mm-hmm. always going to bring in their guy if it's not you know working as successfully as they would like or they just want to make a okay. hire because that saves that extends their job
0: so so i'm learning gato was brought on right before brucey road took over like a couple of years, but okay. I'm saying after years and years, they kind of become one,
1: right? And also, um, and also, this should be noted. Uh, Fumi talked about this. Corporate view stardom, or seemingly view stardom as this isn't wrestling. This is another thing to sell merchandise, di- merchandising in in card games and other shit because Bush is a card card company they don't see them as wrestlers in the sense that like they wouldn't come in and tell Gato to blow up his booking or change things because the wrestlers wouldn't listen to them. And neither would Gato, which we've seen before, which is like why the IWGP titles don't get defended or, or whatever yeah. else. But in regards to it being wrestling <laughs> that are done by women then they 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 don't hold it. There's that even same less respect, respect there. They, they, yeah, so they just say we can do what we want. We can make it work because it's a merchandise machine. We can make anybody stars. It's almost it's it, it, it wasn't as far of a step as like the shit when people talked about how Lauren Knight nice thought he could do the Divas thing, thing, But it's but it, it it sounds of like the same flaw and logic of thinking like well I we can make anything work because we have talented wrestlers. Like nah, that's not how that works. You got to have people that have done this before or. Like, have an eye for this that you've seen. And I was going to say, I haven't done this before in that way.
0: I was going to say, they're going to think they can turn around talent, but they're not going to have the scouting of Ogawa. They're not going to have the talent development like with him. They're just going to. the 40 years throw- of
1: experience? See the ups and downs and uh, know how to change things as time goes.
0: They're going to. Like, this sounds all really bad. Like, this sounds like within 12 months, stardom will not exist as we know it. Maybe even sooner than that.
1: Well, I mean, it's, oh, well, like, well, gotta... well, one,
0: it, it actually isn't going to exist as we know it. It yeah. might not exist. Period, is what yeah, I mean.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, like, I'm I'm now like moved from I have moved on from the side of saying like I think that the uh the post stardom situation or the the Rossi post stardom situation that he promotion he's going to start is going to do well and we have two great promotions or two promotions worth watching. To now thinking like. Nah, Rossi's gonna be fine because Rossi's gonna have his own money because R- Rossi, remember, Rossi became a multi-millionaire off of the the selling of stardom. He's funding this shit on his own. I didn't own. know all this. Sorry?
0: Yeah. I didn't I didn't know all that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like he's not looking for a backing like how when he first started, you know, RCN or when he started stardom. Like he's doing this out of his own pocket to start his own thing, his own thing. So like, yeah. Um He has the he has it seems like he has the talent. He has. He already has connections. He already did this shit for multiple years with Stardom before he even sold the Bushi Road. What? Who knows what connection he has on the part where he's been around uh, people.
0: He can get any building he wants, probably.
1: Because yeah, yeah. I mean, he has. A, well, he has an issue that Fumi talked about, where it was like and Hall when they run out, you know, shows or whatever else. They give show. They give shows out like the promotion via seniority. So like mm-hmm. in Stardom in. Uh, and this new Rossi thing is going to like ha- have the same date, or they come to him for dates or whatever else. Sarm's gonna have the the, in, the seniority, even though Rossi it was Rossi fucking promotion just five years ago. But whatever. Um, but outside of that, there, it seems like he's gonna have the talent. So, um, like like Julia mentioned, like they say, with Julia, like she's going to stick around for a few months to get this shit, help to get this shit off the ground with matches in programs until she leaves off for WWE. So yeah, like, and then like the people, and then, you know, it, it's going to shit. It seems like it's going to come in waves where like people that were signed on longer than just the end of, uh, this particular spring there, it seems like they're probably, they're not going to, they're not going to stick around for stardom either. So yeah. Um, so, they're going so to have, they're to saying
0: she's going to stand, stand around now. Micah saying she's going to stand around,
1: um, but I think when they say stand around, we don't know how long that means. We don't know how long, yeah. Right, yeah. Cause like Mayu has to stand around, but she just being she just being vocal and saying she don't want to fucking be here.
0: Yeah. A lot of stuff like that was coming out with regarding Mayu with Tani. And it was like, um, you know, I, as far as like, you know, translations and stuff, I, I don't know. Um, there's a lot of like reporting around her unhappiness. Yeah. And, um, that that doesn't, you know. Obviously, she, she's got the movie coming this year. Yep. So like, there's yep. a lot of pressure on her. Like, she still has that. Um, I still has the IWGP title. belt, yep. which even gets weirder now by the day. Like when you think about it in conjunction with like Julia having the fucking New Japan Strong belt, and eventually that shit's got to come off of her. And
1: well, I mean, it's not gonna become off her. Is she gonna hand it in? She's gonna turn that bitch in. Yeah. Like do you think Nasco Help. You think in a couple, weeks, in you, you think in a couple weeks is gonna be her? Because I don't
0: I don't think Julia is doing a job to anybody.
1: Right. Anymore. Right.
0: Yeah. Like she would be like, I refuse. Yeah. What are you gonna do?
1: Yeah. Like, like first off, <clears throat> never mind. I'm not gonna get to it. I'm gonna get to it. I, I just, I was move on after saying, like, I wouldn't have chosen that opponent for her, but whatever. That's their prerogative.
0: Oh, laugh uh, when he says, if Rossi's Fed doesn't bang, people might re sign next year with stardom. Uh, I mean, the money will be there with stardom.
1: Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. The also, money will be there. Uh, the money will be there it's At least just like, People will, that are familiar with that setup will be like, yeah, that's some, the that's some money. I but- just have.
0: I just have questions about like the management strategy. Like if they see the promotion as like the wrestling is the last thing and they see them as like essentially these assets that like they don't see the wrestling first, that concerns me. Right. Just, just from a a know-how standpoint. Right. It's like you, that means you truly don't know what you're doing.
1: Right. And it's like, that is a particularly, hard brand of wrestling to be getting involved in for you to to know that now. And then continue and then sign up for it and continue to do it. Unless you're just in it for the power and money. And there are plenty of people that will do that. Or, or there will be a number of people that will do that. Uh like I just think that at this point, like most of the or a lot of the roster is gonna be like, hey, I've done it. I've done it and I made some money with Rossi and like I can make some money without Rossi, um, but like I'm out in like it's for the people and like Stardom will be for the people that like you know like a lot of the Ice Ribboners or some of the Ice Ribboners are like just like I I I, I you know like the Sheeta Oscar types will be like never Rossi like they might pick they might stick their hands in the Stardom whatever else And in good for you. Kong. Possibly, whatever. But it's like can't, can't hey, wait to get Ozzy Kong and start them. But, but like, I don't know, man. Like, that's a hard schedule. That's going how to continue. Like, maybe you know, maybe they benefit from maybe the company benefits from the part where like they lose so much star power, they they have to pull it back. But the way they were talking about, like, you know, we want to you want to go back to the local markets and do you know, basically do the road two stuff, or whatever else. It's like, nah, man. The road two stuff is what worn out what wore out this roster. Like, is we, we were wrestling three times a week. It's a lot. You're wrestling, three ty- a hard no, style. You're wrestling three times a week, and it's a hard style after the third match, or after the second match.
0: Question from Zekamaki. He says, uh, put the IWGP title on Tam. Uh, I don't know if I'm in- even interested in Julia going to the Fed at this time. Like, does Momo, Azumi, Starlight Kid, and maybe a few others get booked different than they are now if they go with Rossi?
1: Um, I mean, we got to see who these five main. Who are these five people that uh, Fumi has dubbed as main inventors, right?
0: Because it could be like Shuri, it could be like Utami, you right. know, Kamatani. Like, because look, Kamatani st-
1: for since since or let me phrase uh since 2021 there have been six there have been six people you can consider made a main inventor in, in in starting from my opinion it'd be Tam Shuri. Uh, Julia Utami Hashisha, Sayaka Matani, and Mayu Itani. I think those would be the six people you say are the clear or the main inventor slash biggest stars at, of the company since uh, since 2021. Um, if I don't think they're clean sweeping that, I just don't. Where or clean, clean sweeping it to where? Well, one, just mathematically they they can't even get. They say, he said five. If, if he's, I don't know if he's including Julia or not, but Tam and Mayu are staying, or have to stay, slash are staying, so like, mathematically, who else are we talking about, would that be Poi, would that be Mina, like, is that Micah, we we don't know, we don't know, but, uh, it obviously it leads to reckless speculation, and, you know, we've already done a lot of that here, um, on, in different parts of, uh, the rest of the world, so we may as well do it here now, I guess, but, yeah, like once he, once he let the bag out, all. but once he let the bag out, the or that Fumi let the bag out, then like he's talking about Starlight Kid and Azumi is like, oh, well, okay then, you know, like yeah. for me, my fandom, well, like I got Mayu, well, I got Tam, well, they go, I go, I got Shuri, and then as as and then after that, like for me, it's Azumi and Starlight Kid because like, of the yeah. rivalry in the future of it, like if it, yeah, they basically like that. Wherever they go, I go. You um, know, um, like, I don't know how much Julia Tam and Scarlet, like, be like, doing this. Julia's leaving.
0: Well, then I am too. Like,
1: <laughs> so, um, we'll see how this goes. And, uh, it'll be interesting to see, like, you know, over the months because, like, it, it, the word was March is when a lot of these contracts run out. And, um, I don't, you know, they've already sold a, a shit ton of tickets for that Philadelphia show for us many weeks. Man. Like, they're going to have to announce a lineup, you know. Or as far as who's who's gonna be there and who's not, and and you'll have a clear you have a clear picture. And you of, gonna like, see. who's yeah of who's on the Rossi side and who's on the the Bushiro side as far as getting that keep getting them checks. So, um, yeah, man, I just I just hope that it's like not a landslide in in, in favor of Rossi. guy. I would like to see if they're gonna split this if this roster has to get split up. I would like to see it be something equitable to so where we can see like two kick ass promotions. 'Cause there you this there's, there's enough talent on that starting roster a week ago for it to be two kick ass promotions. Man. Um
0: all kind of stinks either yeah. way.
1: Oh, also, uh, Fumi <laughs> mentioned that like he has that uh, that Rossi already has a, a belt being made. Um would not answer whether or not the belt was
0: Is made. Is it red?
1: Like. See, 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 see? That was the first question Jim Valley asked. That was the first thing I thought about. It. Is it red or not? But uh would not answer that. Um, said that there will be a uh, tag titles and believes that there will be trios titles. I don't remember if he said there will be a secondary title like a white belt or all Pacific. I'm not sure.
0: Hmm. Well, I I wonder what Rossi is gonna call it.
1: That's that's interesting. That's I mean, That's what I'm wanting to know next. Like uh, but like when when Fumi said like they're gonna run a big, they're gonna run a show this year, and he said Sumo Plaza, and I'm like, I don't know no Sumo Plaza is, but I know what Sumo Hall is. That's, you know, that's that's a that's a big thing. Brew
0: Haven Pro Wrestling Mary, that's funny. That's great,
1: Uh, yeah. But um, yeah, man, that's that's pretty much all I got on the the federation right now as as we go right now. But um, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's they breaking up a dynasty, man. They. They they consolidated all that goddamn talent and it was just you know, we thought like it was it gonna
0: exploded. be
1: exploded. We thought it was gonna be, you know, retirements so or whatever else, it turned out to be the other thing.
0: The business.
1: Yep. Yep. Damn. Yep.
0: Damn. So, that's my damn, damn, are, damn.
1: For those that are listening via podcast, I changed my background to Julia versus Tam because one is staying and one is going from now. And and as usual, it's look, it's Tam Tamro versus Ice Lure. As always, Maybe. the best, the 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 best of the two, of the ideologies. You know, you got you, you got Enochism, <laughs> you got you got Baba shit, and you got terror road ice floor.
0: <laughs> oh man, I think, I think I'm a. Uh, I'm gonna see what Rossi talking about.
1: So uh, uh, look, <laughs> look, um, you know. I don't you know, for some reason, well I know why, because he's a hater. Velcage don't set claims that he don't like either one. And I'm just like, hey bro, like the Ice Lower and the Tan Road has been some of the best stuff I've ever seen in pro wrestling. I don't know what the fuck you talking about, bro. So uh we'll see how this we'll see where it ends up or whatever don't else. Worry. But um if, if it goes down if Storm goes down, no, kids, we'll be, run, and it'll and it'll just be it'll just be some else by name because you know how they say, you know, church not a church is not a building, it's a It's it's not a place, it's people. If all them damn people live with Rossi, (laughs) Saro will live on. It would just be called something
0: else. Vilke will be lurking around a corner somewhere, whatever happens. Ready to hate.
1: Ready to be me.
0: Oh man. Um, but yeah, I you know, I sucks that, you know, this whole thing is um is kind of risen and you hope that they would start recognizing like on the start of end, that that is a faulty philosophy that they are planning to operate with. Someone needs to have a conversation with them. I don't know who it is. They'll say, Hey, if you want to keep this thing rolling, here's what you do. Like <laughs> you find a fucking like a top four or six <laughs> and you protect them and you build everything from there. You don't come up with something in a fucking boardroom. Say you want to sell it and then it's like, all right, all all these matches have to match now. No. Right.
1: Now, like, better yet to be like, hey, you see how you bought this thing and it was making X amount of money. And then, like, since you bought it in like the two years when you didn't fucking mess with it or three years when you didn't fucking mess with it, it it quintupled in value. You're not going to, the only thing you're going to do is fuck it up. It's not broken. Leave it alone. But no, no. Got a medal, got a medal.
0: Sekumaki says, "I do think with, or just the number two promotion goes down the drain. Tam's gonna have to carry Stardom on her back. I do think with Okada leaving some of the Stardom, or with Okada leaving some of the Stardom talent will try to leave and try America. The Japanese wrestling scene is kind of dire and possibly losing and Hall in the Dome.
1: Yeah, there's something shocked."
0: Some- somebody's gonna jump.
1: Yeah, someone's gonna jump. Um, we just we don't know who. And also, uh, also mentioned in the Melson report was that like that like we talked about as far as uh, the or the Tony Khan shots at Rossi was that like you know AEW side was you know really frustrated with like not being able to get Stardom wrestlers. One of them for Bin Door. They obviously had pay per views on the same day, um, but like over on the stardom side, they say people said they were fierce at, at Tony Khan over it. Like, because that shit ain't got to do with Tony Khan or that shit ain't really got to do with Rossi. Like, that's, that was Obari who got fired. Or sorry, mm-hmm. Harada that got fired. So, yeah, man. Um, and, we'll see. Also, uh, mentioned like, with the five wrestlers, uh, the five domestic wrestlers, or six domestic wrestlers, there was also talk of, like, Rossi wants to bring in five foreigners like he wants to get back to the you know the 2007 era or uh, not 2017 era but like the uh, the, the post Yoshika era where was like it's it's a it's a mix of both or whatever mm-hmm. else. so um that, that'd that be cool because obviously that's a huge distinction from what like Bushiro has been like that shit has been domestic as fuck um, and like I don't know who the five that's are, how
0: obviously. Niagara driver likes it Niagara driver ain't trying to see no foreigners out here
1: I'll if you Niagara, ain't from... I'll let Niagara Driver defend himself.
0: If you ain't from Nihon,
1: <laughs> take your ass out. <laughs>
0: Shout Niagara.
1: Oh, man, that's funny. That's you funny. ain't
0: from Nihon, get the fuck on. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Who wrote, wrote that for real? Oh, okay. No, I, no. Wrote, I wrote that. Me. Okay. No, nah, the way you said it was like, is if someone said that on the board, like, nah, who typed that up that damn fast? Okay. All right. There you go. That's, <laughs> if you ain't from York, get the fuck on. That's a, that's outstanding. That's outstanding. All right. Yeah, but I think that's the end of the show. ain't yeah. that. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah thanks oh. for listening, y'all. If you are uh, listening, uh, I'm sorry, if you're watching from the stream you, you are not listening to the podcast, be sure to go to our podcast or the show notes and go to our Red Circle link there. You can uh, donate there. Uh, and be sure to listen to other shows on the network. Besides 1-H Radio, you have Keeping It Strong Style, All Things Elite, uh, Russell Russell Things with Chris Plan. I say that right this time? Russell Art. Russell Art with Chris with Chris Things. Chris Plan. What the fuck am I doing? My bad, Chris. My bad. Uh, I, I will, one day I will like look at the show notes and actually read the damn thing off. Um, Tunnel Talk. The Trish and Sarah Wrestling Podcast. Uh... All
0: time great audio from from Tristan Sarah. Okay, I'll check uh, the that out. The last episode.
1: I'll check that out. I haven't gotten to it yet. Um, I saw that uh Tunnel Talk released something what yesterday or this morning. Yes. Yeah, yep. yeah I gotta get that too. So, uh, and also, not, last but not least, you know the, the ugly duckling, the ugly duckling on the podcast, uh, uh, RSS feed, that, that, uh, M's WWE adventure, like covering the biggest promotion in the world, and it gets the least amount of love. Uh, from uh, from us because it's 30 heat.
0: minutes a week
1: <laughs> 30 minutes a week that's all,
0: you, all we can suffer all, that's all we can clear to go out over our airwaves uh,
1: yeah so, uh, so thanks for listening y'all later peace